Hello, true believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm Chewy. I'm Ian. You guys are... <coughs> I'm Ryan. Hey, that was a real that one was, at the that end. Was there. Real. That was yeah, real. I'll be doing that all night. I have to go change my pants now. I'll be yeah. back. I, I can tell that by your odor. I, I hey, what's the name of this podcast? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Uh, this is a show, believe it or not, about comic books where four goofy, nerdy idiots talk about some comic books they read and some other stuff that happens in their lives. Uh, so before we get into the fun, uh, there's a couple ways you can reach out to our show. By the way, if you're new to the show, if you're a new Four Color Cadet, we salute you. And if you're a returning cadet, we salute you as well, and you may resume driving in your vehicle, uh, and uh, may, may, may you have the best of luck uh, wherever your final destination may be. laying quietly in the dark. <laughs> Crying, listening to Morrissey and our podcast at the same time. Love you, weird. Has anyone ever tried playing the Smiths over our podcast? You know, you, you know, we sync it I up perfectly. It. If you play this yeah, podcast backwards, yeah. it's synced up perfectly with Last episode Hatful was Queen Hollow. is Dead. This episode yeah. is, is uh, Meet is Murder. <laughs> It's, it's great. You should definitely of, um, spend your time doing that. Yes, do it. Um, 100%. But, and while you're also doing that, you should spend your time reaching out to us on social media and the internet. The best way to do that is to visit our website, stuffandthingsnetwork.com, which, which we are a part of. We are the, what I like to refer to, if it's a ship, we are the hull. We are the thing that keeps the podcast network afloat. And, I like to uh, imagine that we're stuff like and things is the poop deck, the all inclusive <laughs> buffet, because that's where like oh. we're like, oh, that seems interesting. I Maybe was more thinking of cruise. us as a pirate ship, but oh. that's fine. I a, a cruise ship is great. Yeah, I mean, like the I, I imagine boat. that there could be a there, could, a there could be a buffet on a pirate ship. It, it just would be very piratey. In pirate movies, there's quite a bounty on the table in, in those like in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it's like I can't eat it. I'm Jeffrey Rush. Yar. I'm going to teach the king to speak. I will. He does that. Um, not in the pirate. Not in pirate he zone. needs to slow down, though. He does. He needs to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> and spell his name right. Yeah. Jeffrey. Geoffrey. What's that? Get it's like, the, it's like giraffe. the giraffe from, um, from, from Toys, Toys R Us. Us. Oh, yeah, it's some like British giraffe. And yeah. I'm like, come on. This is like for American toys. Anyway, so you can go to stuffandthingsnetwork.com, click on the four-color commentary artwork, and we take him to a page where you can listen to the show right there on the website. You can also subscribe to our podcast there on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So if you like this, if you like hearing our opinions about Jeffrey Rush and how he should change his name, uh, you can do that by uh, subscribing and get new episodes every week. Uh, you can also reach out to us on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram all on there. So follow us, please. We like to have that on there. We try to be a little more active on uh, on the on the Twitter and Facebook side. Uh, we're working on the uh, Instagram side. we got to go to a comic convention, which we'll be doing in the next couple weeks here. So uh, if you are going to be attending WonderCon Anaheim, uh, we will be there. Let us know. Reach out to us. We'll take some photos and stuff around there, too. For those of you who are nowhere near where we live, uh, we will be there this year. Uh, you can also email us. There's a contact us button on the very front page of the website. Fill out the form. Select our show. Shoot us an email. We read them actually during our Four Color Mailbag segment towards the end of the show. Uh, so you can send us uh, comic recommendations, ask us questions, uh, ask Alan to draw you something. Alan has hey. been drawing stuff and he's been getting commissions from folks. So please keep keep proving me wrong every week by letting Alan draw things. Because I pay Alan to draw things, it makes him a professional. Yes, artist. but I say yeah. no one wants I want, I wants Alan to draw things. You're welcome. I'm throwing myself under the bus. Oh, for you. yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> 
Thank you. I mean, no. All right. Moving <laughs> so, on. So uh, there are, as I mentioned, all that stuff in thingsnetwork.com. So uh, there, as I mentioned, are four of us. There are four segments of our show, four color commentary. You get the you get the little thing we do there. Uh, so there are four of us and four sections of our show. But first, we want to let you guys know who you're going to be spending your time with. Like good old Stan Lee says, every comic could be somebody's first comic. And we treat our show the same way. So let's go around the circle and introduce, introduce ourselves to the new boys and girls. Uh, and I start... Always with the eternal question, Alan, who are you and what gives you the right? Uh, what gives me the right is now the fact that you haven't kicked me off the podcast yet. Not yet. Um, my name is Alan. I don't think it's going to happen at this point. We'll see what happens. I'm not the favorite. I know that. Um, <laughs> You're the only one who draws was, things for our fans. Was, if they asked me to do it, I'd be like, Spidey Man. There was a Twitter go. conversation earlier that like somebody defended my honor and I appreciate it. Um, my name is Alan. I like a lot of things. Uh, my niche is web comics and manga, so I try to work those into my rotation. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at marginally talented, M R G N L Y talented. Uh, you can also use the same name to find me on Instagram, where I post the things that I draw. Um, yeah, that's me. Yeah, go Chewy. That's, it's your that's you. Um, it's me. It's Chewy. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, oh, man, Hi, that's Chewy. awesome. That's that's great to hear. Okay, anyway, uh, quiet for a minute. <laughs> Enough about you. More Enough about, about me. you. More about me. Um, <laughs> you can uh, talk to me on the internet at Chupacabra. That's C H E W P A C A B R A on Twitter. Um, if you'd like to see an even more marginally talented artist, um, or less marginal, I don't know which one's I worse. Get it. More or less marginal. I'm I'm not sure, actually. If you want to see an artist that's not as good as Alan and occasionally says, I'm going to try to draw things for a week, um, you can also follow me on Instagram. Uh, That's going to be E-L underscore Chupacabra, as spelled before. Um, Reasons why you'd want to follow me. You uh, you want to talk about some comic books. That's a good reason. And particular books that are a little bit heavier, books that are a little bit darker, grittier. Um, I like uh, I like I like books where there's some uh, there's some there's some there's some dark stuff there. Maybe not necessarily for the kids. Stuff of nightmares. I like stuff of nightmares. Um, I like my books like I like my music. Metal. If you read a book and you're like, man, that's metal. That's a chewy book. Hey everybody, my name is Ian, and you know me because I was talking a lot. Um, you can reach me on the inter- internet at most places at, at irich, that's at I-R-I-T-C-H, talking a lot, something good that I do, just uh, mostly with my voice, not so much on the internet, but I'll be happy to respond to you, uh, and if you are so nice, I'll friend you on PlayStation 4. Sorry, Sean. Um, so, uh, what do I bring to the table? Well, I tend to be the representative of the big two uh, comic book companies, that's uh, Marvel and DC, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, uh, so when most folks get into comics, they usually tend to go down that path because I liked Batman or I like Spider-Man. And so I, I, I try to be the gateway to that uh, on the podcast. But I also like to bring books that are independent sometimes and also licensed properties, uh, anything with a really good story. So even if the art is kind of not the best, if you have a really strong story, a really strong narrative, that pulls me in. Uh, so yeah, that's the kind of books I like to bring. And my name's Ian. And now I'm going to point to this guy. And that guy's oh, Ryan. Really Hi, Ryan. Back. My name's Ian. And I'm here to say... Like uh, my name's Ian, and I'm here to say oh, that reading no. comics is a-okay. Stop. If you like Batman or Hulk or Thor, go read some comics. Go read some more. Right, is that well, rapping, or is this just Dr. Seuss? 
Quiet, Alan, I don't need your sass. Now go stop over there being an ass. I don't know. Hey, this is a kid-friendly show. Come on, dog. Oh, we were talking about a donkey. Is, I meant ass like a donkey, like the one that Jesus rides. Hey, everybody, Jesus is a great guy. This is a family show. Sacrilegious where, now. This is a family this is show where we read about people dying and getting their faces And Ryan, sometimes. based on your first print this time, you have yeah. no right to tell me not to say inappropriate Please. things. People do get their faces ripped off. Spoiler anyway. alert. Ryan, tell us about who you are. Hi. Face Rap it. Rap it. Okay, bring that beat back. Can you turn it up in my in my headphones? <laughs> turn me down. Uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Ryan. Uh, I like comic books. Comics uh, when they're artistic, or comics as literature. <laughs> when they're literate, yeah, you can read them. <laughs> comics is art. Comics is literature. Hey, uh, it's your catchphrase, um, man. It, it's like you're. It's <sighs> all right. Well, let me finish this. It's whole like thing. you're. It's like let, you, let it's, him finish this thing. It's like, like you're Biff, and you don't say butthead. Everyone wants to hear you say it. Just but it's, saying. But, it's, but the <laughs> anticipation is almost better than. Yeah, no. uh, so I like uh, science fiction and kid friendly comics, and and I like to bring weird books, uh, strange things, things that make make you the listeners and these guys who I'm talking to say, Ryan, really like that? Like that's what you went with? You that was the one you went with? Um, so yeah, that happens. <laughs> Uh, and so you can find me on the internet. I'm on Twitter at Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Uh, um, if you want to read my music picks and if you want to read about books that I'm reading, you can go to prestigeformat.com. Yep. There you go. How do I read a picture? It's complicated. It's worth a thousand words. So every picture you look at, you've read a thousand words. Congratulations. These <gasps> days, most pictures come with <laughs> captions. Oh, man. So like, so yeah, like usually there's you, like white yeah, and black top text caption on it. And bottom that says caption. like, one does not simply Chewy. walk into one water. One does like not simply I, I read wish, a picture. I wish <laughs> yeah, I would have exactly. known that picture rule because in, in high school, when they're like, you have to read a thousand pages. I'm like, I looked at a picture on the front of the book. Well, thousand words right there. That was not a funny joke. <laughs> well, you know what? Man, okay. speaking of words and pictures, <laughs> let's talk about comics. So uh, there are four sections of our show, and, and we'll go through them as they go along because I want to keep you guys listening. I want to keep you in anticipation. So section one of our show uh, is referred to as, <laughs> here's by my the, issue. By the way, Ryan's dying. <laughs> Ryan's been yeah, dying for months now. That's cool. Um, Ryan's not really dying. He's fine. I'm taking I'm on, I'm We're on all dying. About it. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get existential, yes. we'll uh, start dying the minute we're born. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> So it's my favorite kind of stencil. <laughs> wow. Can we make some ex- existential stencils and call them existentials? Oh man. I guarantee it's like just a guy. Exists. It's just a guy holding his hand, holding his head in his hands. And there's a little like bubble. It's like, why uh, do I exist? I 100% guarantee that exists. All right. Well, if it doesn't, Copyright four color comrades. Anyway, uh, so here's my issue as part of the show where we each bring an individual comic book. We all trade them around and read them on and read them before we come together, and then we talk about them. We talk about things we like, maybe things we didn't like, think were so hot. So uh, Chewy, I believe you drew the short straw this week with your book. Uh, so Chewy, what was the book you brought uh, for? Uh, for here's my issue. I'm seeing existentials as like a band, but not as any product. In, okay. Although we yeah. don't know what their shirts look like. It's true. true. We don't. I haven't looked that far into it, and I will not at the moment because I need to talk about comics. Yeah. Um. All right. So it's time for my book. <clears throat> my book is called Deep State, and it is out on Boom Studios. <gasps> it is Deep State number one in particular, and it is written by Justin Jordan. By the way, I just realized book one of two by Justin Jordan this this episode. 
Um, that because it wasn't another one, wasn't uh, the Planet of the Apes one, Justin Jordan? I also, so. let me double check, but pretty yeah, pretty sure it is. But anyway, apparently, we like Justin Jordan because, um, you know, here he is, yeah, he did, right, um, right and then also one. art by um, Ariella Christie Christie. Oh man, this is a hard name. I'm gonna Christiantina Christiantina. There it is, yeah, um, Christiantina. I don't know, I like don't that. know, Christiantina Christiantina. Sorry, Ariella, if you happen to be listening to this, yeah. um. All right, colors by Ben uh, Wilson M and letters by Ed Dukeshire uh, or Dukeshire. I don't know. Um, so we got an interesting little book here. This is a book I've been wanting to read for a while, actually. And I was like, yeah, I got to read it. I got to read it. And I thought, you know what, man? Like, it just feels right. Let's read it. Let's let's find out. It, it seems mysterious. Let's dive into that mystery. Spooky. Spooky. The cover has a, has a skull. Uh, Scary has a skull in an astronaut helmet mm-hmm. and then there's like people in suits on it, man. Like it's all like, what's going on here? Um, and it's, it's kind of like a government book and it's, uh, it's a yeah. government mandated book. Yeah. Have you guys no. ever watched that show? The X files. Yeah, it's very similar to the X files, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to see argue. that movie men in black. It's also very similar to Men in Black. X Files. <laughs> what fight for the future <laughs> or the other one where there's a giant spaceship under the ice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's still the first one. Do you one. like no, football? There's two movies. <laughs> no, I thought the, the X-Files one was the... Never mind. Did you ever see uh, that movie? Hackers. I don't know. I can't think of a movie right Hackers. now. Anyway. Uh, cool. So, so yeah. So I'd like to know what your guys' thoughts are. I kind of... Um, <clears throat> I didn't know really what to expect. I didn't. I, I try not to do too much background reading into a book or series before I dive into it. Um, so I, I thought it was something different than it ended up being. But I'd like to know what you guys thought um, about the premise, the setup, all that stuff. Uh, I brought up I brought yeah. up X Files because it it would be easy for this to be just sort of a lazy fake X Files. Yeah. But I feel like it doesn't go there. No, it does not. Like it, it could very easily. Do the like classic X Files slideshow in the basement? You know mm-hmm. we're the only ones who know about this, and we're the FBI, and you know this is the X Files. But uh, I've watched a lot of X Files. I've watched all of it actually. What uh, you? Um, yeah, whatever. What a weirdo. Uh, but um, no, but it's 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 fun. It it has twists on it. It gives us a nice like alternative history really fast at the beginning, but in a, in a way that's just kind of like. Hey, no big deal. You know, moon landing, you know, yeah. we yeah. did that. Uh, the Apollo 11 was like the fifth time we've been on the moon. Or yes. whatever. No big deal. Don't worry about it. Um, and Come then on. We, we, we tested it out first. Uh, and then like it, it takes, it, it gives us a lot of just sort of intrigue and more and more like personal kind of thing. But, but I, I really like what it does. It kind of shows what's happening on the moon and we get a, you know, the, the standard, you know, something's going on in the rural areas that nobody knows what's happening. And maybe there's a government conspiracy, but, um, but I don't, I don't know. It has fun with it. I like that. It doesn't, it could show a lot, but instead it, it, it show, it, I mean, Let's let me put it this way. It could tell us a lot. It could give us a lot of clues. It could give us a lot of hints. But it's very like we see guys with flamethrowers on the moon, but we still have no idea what's going on. And and it could it could give a lot away, or you know, right. be like, oh, we're we've been fighting these you know moonanoids since since nineteen dickety two. But instead, <laughs> it's just like I don't know. Like they had to take care of the moon, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The moon like needed that. the moon needed to know its place. Yeah, like we had to go up there. <laughs> we had to put the moon in its place. I mean, look, it was getting a those little, guys. It was getting a little uppity. Forget we had to go guys. in there yeah. and just show them who's boss. 
So, um, Moon Boss. Chewie, you know. I hope you can see this. Chewie, I'm doing it as hard <laughs> as I can. Chewie, you know I love two things. One is world building, and yeah. two is historical fiction. Yeah. And this made me happy. Yes, it's very. It definitely reminded me, like like these two guys said, like X Files so and I've Men in never, Black. I've never watched the X Files. It's it's very similar well, to this. I watched like a couple episodes. There's it's, a there's a lady who is a doctor and she's very skeptical. Yeah. And then there's a guy who's super into conspiracy theories. Mom, right. No. No. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's I not know. Catherine O'Hara. There's, there's guys who there's a guy who's super into conspiracy theories and just believes everything. And then they go and investigate, and usually it's somewhere in between. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed. <laughs> I was worried when they're like, "We didn't." You think that we actually landed on the moon? I was like, "Uh oh." Yeah. Like, please don't say we didn't land on the moon. There's some conspiracy. Is like, no, we've been there multiple times, and like the Russians actually got there first. But yeah. what happened? They're embarrassed about. Like, like what do you think? We're yeah, idiots. We're not just gonna. We're not off. just gonna say yeah. we're gonna go to the moon and then watch it fail and in front of hey, everyone. Let's all watch us try this first time. We're yeah. America. So I really like that. Like that's the moment when the book really hooked me. Is I was like, this is really smart. Yeah. Like it, it's a it's an interesting thing. It's something I never even thought to do in a story before, which it seems dumb. It seems like this seems like a, a, an idea that should have been done by now, um, but I've never seen it before. And, right. what, and that's what makes me really happy and excited about it. And I like at the very end that the last page of this book is like. That we were talking on a couple episodes ago with the with the with the um yeah there was uh, last episode actually I think when we did the um <clears throat> the, the blind draw pick and how the uh, what was the name of the one the iron what was the one the the, the Nazi zombie one oh yeah Jack, uh, Jack, Jack Boot that one remember how we talked about how the end of it didn't really have like yeah. that grab you moment yeah, yeah this has that grab you moment yeah like literally <laughs> and yeah. and and story wise just. Spoiler alert! It's a dead cosmonaut that's taken over by some sort of alien. It right. reminds me of like of that episode of Doctor Who in the library where yeah. they're where they're like walking around. And that the, sort of reminds me yeah. of it. But yeah. what it more reminds me of Ryan is the. Uh, I'm not Ryan. I'm Ian. But no, we both have no because I'm, I'm directing this to Ryan. Is a uh, Major Tom from the Venture Brothers? Oh uh, man! Where he just oh, walks yeah. around so on good. the boat screaming. <laughs> I need to watch this show. Oh, God, I yeah. love this show. I'm, I know there's somebody out there yelling, "What?" Probably named T-shaped visor or 10K. Anyway, uh, I've, I've told him so many times. I know. Nice. I just uh, there's other things that come up. I de- definitely want to do it, and I keep telling myself it's one of the, it's like Ryan. I'm going through Gravity Falls. All right, you've got me on one. It's true. <laughs> you do need to watch all the way through Gravity Falls. I am. Yeah, I am. I'm very I never interested. regretted a minute. Did of that you not show. see my colon? Uh, I want that on a <laughs> His shirt. Desktop background. When is, we go to Comic Con this year, I'm finding that shirt. Okay. That's my mission. You know they're releasing. I had a lot uh, of trouble s- finding. Side, sidebar, real merch. quick. Do you know they're doing? Um, they're doing a special edition of Journal Three, right? That's 150 bucks. Has a metal thing on the front. It has. You could put bl- it under a black light, and it shows more things. Right. Like, I love it, you, but I'm not buying you that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I might buy it for myself. That might be my Comic Con okay. treat. Thanks. Thanks, though. Um. So, uh, yeah. So, Chewy. Sorry. Getting back to your book. I um. I really, really enjoyed the story. I liked the premise of it. I was, I was interested in the premise, mm-hmm. and it's different because what I thought when I looked at the cover, I didn't put that together. Yeah, like I was like, oh, it's Chewy, so it's probably a horror book. And then I was like, well, it's kind of a horror book, but it's also it's kind of it's science fiction more so yeah. than anything, I think. And it's also kind of historical fiction, which I dig a little bit. So yeah, I, I really dug the story. I, I thought it's a really original, cool idea. I kind of found the opposite. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay. I like. Right. I'm looking through it. I'm like, okay, she works really hard. Oh, okay. This guy's like man in black status. Uh, all right. Something crash landed. Of course we weren't the first ones on the moon. Oh, there's aliens there. Great. Oh, look, somebody who's about to have sex dies. 
Like, <laughs> so far. Hey, man, Fair enough. Rules of horror. Like, so far, it's pretty par for the course. So far, Unclean. we've had a, like, like a dozen TV tropes at this point. Exactly. And it, not that it's bad. I don't think the writing itself is bad. I just didn't see anything that I hadn't seen before. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think... I think that it it's a nice twist on the classic X Files theme. Yeah, I think it's another X Files theme. Uh, yeah. Here's the thing: is I was I was thinking as I was reading this, I'm like, boy, if you are into this genre, this is a great book for you. Yeah, that's what I, I'm thinking. Like, where if you finish something that's just like this, and you go, where can I get more of that? That would be this. You book. know me and my love of conspiracies and that's and all true. that sort of stuff, and just stuff that's like, hey, this is rumored to be true. Um, like. Like Ogopogo, like cryptozoology. Hey, Ogopogo yeah. is real. Yeah, Ogopogo. F- you don't is even real know. Life. Jeez, you don't even in Mothman. Uh, I'm I'm about Mothman. So I, I was actually I'm on the fence Mothman. about Mothman and Jersey Devil. Thunderbird though. <laughs> Thunderbird. Definite, Thunderbird all the way. Definite possibility. And I I'm a I'm a pro Sasquatch guy. What about Chippy? I'm, I'm I'm moderately Sasquatch. So um, the book. The comic I, book. That I weirded a girl about. out before we went on a date by saying that I I want to believe that Sasquatch exists and that she and that like we live in a world where Sasquatches are a real thing. That's even though even though I know most that's likely what weirded her out. Even, that's called that's called that. tipping your hand. Even <laughs> even, even though I know that most likely it's not out there, I would love to wake up one day on the news and they're like. Sasquatch is real, and he wants us, and he and he wants to fight the Nazis with us, or something like that. He's just like he's taking down terror with us, but like legitimate, (laughs) like Like, he's like he's like he does his research. He's like I've come out of hiding because I know that there's evil in the world, and we need to stop it. He's a savior. He's the savior of the world. I vote for that man, Sasquatch for president. We'll do a book. What about what about like a like a Sasquatch and Bernie, some sort of alien being inside of a. Russian cosmonauts. Oh, oh man, that that would be uh, not. Well, that's in the conference. Chewy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bookmark this. To We're gonna do a book okay. where all the the crypto yes. monsters okay. get together and create a task force. All right. Remember, yep. write, write, it, <laughs> write down. it down. You have you have the pen right there. Yep. The I'm book. I really liked. Four color commentary. I I, I, I really I really liked Miss um, Branch. Actually, I I like the way they developed her because. Um, where yes, it kind of has that trope of like, oh, she works really, really hard or whatever. Um, for me, they they did enough to where it's like she's. I find a lot of times when when people want to use like a female lead that they go too far one way or the other that it's hard to find a balance. Um, you know that I, I find a lot of times people do like strong equals physically like angry and tough and like yells at people or like the other thing if it's like they're intellectual they're too reserved and that they found a nice balance i think with her to where mm-hmm. she's she's a very strong character at least in this showing mm-hmm. um she shows her independence and it sets her up for like a nice showing through the rest of it and i i, I don't know i just really enjoy the way that they wrote her um, so I kind of wanted to shout that out and stuff. That's but um, regarding the art, I was what, about what you, to talk about that. Yeah, what, what do you, what do you think, you resident artist? Uh, I I really like it. It's got another one of those really kind of messy, dirty styles that work in wide shots, and then when you do the close up shots, you just tighten up the the ink a bit. Um, but it gives it a kind of cool um, inky blackness, uh, mysterious feel as it's supposed to. Um, the color palette's nice. It's a lot of blue and yellow for light but uh, other than that it's like blue and black um so it gives you that clandestine feel as well um other than that it, it just when an artist can messily create something and make it look intricate 
I'm all about that. So I really dig the art in this book. Yeah, it's a lot of blacks, and I think that really works for it, especially since we're talking about, you know, conspiracies and mm-hmm. things under the cover of darkness, etc. The the really really like it just it's the majority of the pages are black, even the majority of the gutters are black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that that I think that that is a perfect choice okay. for yeah. this kind of book. For this book, it, it's it's right on the money. I thought it was cool. You know me, I like me some messy art and like Riley Rosmo, and this yep. kind of reminded me of like. When he did, um, when Riley Rosmo did uh, Constantine um, oh, yeah. more recently, bit. where it was kind of like a more tamed version of that. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that it's a, a really rip kind of on sketchy it. inks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not to say it's a rip on it, but it does remind me of like um, when we read like White Suits also. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it's an art style that I very much like. And I'm just going to say this uh, the, the actual agent, I can't remember his name right now, um, the agent guy, I, I feel like I'm looking at him, I'm reading it. It's Kevin Spacey. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's Kevin Spacey for I me. I can see a Kevin Spacey situation. I mean, I get what you're on. saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but like, I'm yeah. I I really enjoy the art. I'm stoked that you guys like the art. You know, yeah, to a, it, at least that it fits artistically. It's definitely a good fit. I like the art for sure. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, where can people check this out? Um, it's a boom book. It's been out for a little while, actually. If if I recall correctly, it's actually still ongoing, um, which is cool because I, I like that they have that. It's not like there's this one story. It's it's about the agency and all that stuff. Um, so it's a boom book. Uh, you can get it digitally. You can get it, uh, you know, actual brick and mortar. That's where I first saw it. That's where I, you know, picked it up. You can get it in trade at this point. Um, you know, it's it's pretty easily available. Cool. Fantastic. All right. So moving forward, uh, I believe, uh, Ryan, you are next. Ryan. Yeah. You brought a Marvel book. I did. I brought just the plain vanilla oh, continuity Marvel book. It is not. Nope, nope, nope. Ha ha. I tried. You brought the most Ryan Marvel book possible. There it is. Uh, so uh, I, brought, I think Howard the Duck is the most Ryan book possible. No, no, no. no. That's like, the most Ian book possible. <laughs> not even close. All right. That's fair enough. That's true. I get, I know, I get first, about chips first dibs on what Chaps I want to say about this book, by the okay, way. Can I, can I see yeah. the, the book? Yes. Uh, it's called Mockingbird, uh, number one. It's it's written by Chelsea Kane. Uh, art is Kate Nimsi. Well, man, not, I'm not even going to try. Uh, I'm going to go with Nimsik. No, sure. it's a, it's a SH sound, so it's Nimsik. Okay, there we go. Okay, there we go. Um, but, oh, yeah, Nimsik. Uh, colorist Rochelle Rosenberg, letter um, VC Joe Cara Magna. Uh, but anyway, it's a it's a vaguely um, mainstream continuity Marvel book. Uh, it just it actually the, this came out last year. The series just ended with just a nine issue run. Uh, but I guess uh, Mockingbird is a character uh, who's been sort of in part of Marvel continuity since the early seventies, but hasn't ever done a whole lot. And really, the character has been brought out. Uh, a lot more recently on the show Agents of Shield. Yeah, um, she was in the last uh, Cap movie. She was in Civil War. Spoilers. No, that was nope, nope. That's different. Nope. But no, she's on Agents of Shield. That's Agent. Yeah, 18. she's on Agents wait, of wait, Shield. Who was the? It's it different. It's different. different. She is she is blonde. And she is a super spy. Different character. Not Mockingbird. uh, no, Mockingbird's on. Uh, she's on Agents of Shield. Agents she was. Of Shield. For quite uh, a but uh, but also but the character's been around for a while, and I guess they did like a. Like a one shot that Chelsea Kane wrote, and it was very well received, and so now they have this uh, interesting sort of puzzle book. Um, but but I really liked it because uh, it seems like it could be very basic, but it it has humor, which is something that I yeah, like. Yeah, definitely. And, well, sort of. And it also has sort of a very complicated 
plot-based scenario. Yeah. So, Chewie, you wanted to say stuff. So, I'm reading the first page, which is kind of like a little bit of the, like, not, not what do you call it, where like they, they lead in with the recap of, here's what happened in the series so far. I don't think there's like a, a thing for it, but it's something Marvel does yeah, all the time. They have that like little summary probably page, the best. recap. Yeah, the recap they, page. They kind of have that where you just learn a little bit about her, which I thought was cool. And I was like, all right, that's, that's neat. And then It's Marvel for you. And then the first panel. Oh man, dude! They have the uh, the rug from the Overlook Hotel oh, on yeah. there, and I was just like, "All right, I'm." I'm I noticed that it. too. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, "I don't care. This book is awesome already. Like, I don't even have to read the rest." Do you want to do you want to fill the rest awesome. of us in? Um, the Overlook Hotel, the is movie, The Shining, the uh, yeah. hotel in The Shining, and that rug pattern there is is in that, and it's very prominent and stuff. And, and yeah. anyway, that that's the first thing I want to say. I just want to say it because I like it. It's like a it's like a, a wink to nerds. Yeah, it's like, hey, a lot of this book is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Actually, by the time I got to the last page, I was like, what? That's it? Like, I want to. And that's to me when I know it's a good book, like a good. Here's my issues. By the end of it, I'm like, that was over already. Like, I want more. I need more of this. Um, I love the tone in the book. I love the the way that it's written. Um, it. It's definitely along the same lines as a if you like like Hawkeye or if you like like the Chip uh, Chip Zdarsky Howard the Duck yeah like it has that kind of self aware sillier feel to it it's a little bit different but it's it's along those lines I'd imagine I'm I've never read Squirrel Girl but I imagine yeah. Squirrel Girl is kind of in the same sort of different. vein yeah it's in the yeah same idea. it's and I, I really enjoy the the really thing that the thing I really enjoy she's constantly in the waiting room at this doctor's office um, and uh, all these different like typical doctor's office songs are playing in the lobby like yeah. Um, uh, like uh, Burt Bacharach and then they play and then the one at the end that, that, yeah, that turned was when they pumpkins. did Smashing Pumpkins I was like that's weird yeah yeah. I really enjoyed too um, <coughs> this is a subtle Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing mm-hmm. where every time they're like oh where's my nurse oh Tahiti yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, like yeah. if you know, if you watch Agents of Shield, well, it's even on the form. There's yeah. a little checkbox, like you know, yeah. recent visits to, to Tahiti. Tahiti. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. And I enjoyed the little checkboxes too of like gamma radiation, yeah. Infinity Stone, pin particles, pin particles. Yeah. Like, what's your what, what's your power? <laughs> Check it off. What caused your problems? Um, Sarcasm chart. But I really, I really like the what it's establishing, and like they don't give you, they definitely don't give you all the answers in this first book. In fact, it's really, really, it's it's not. Really, really strange, but it's definitely a, a grabber. You're like, okay, if you by the end of this are interested, you want to keep reading and find out what, what's going on. Um, I, I really, really liked it. I also liked all the points where she, because she has to go into the doctor immediately when they call her, no matter what she's doing, regardless yeah. of the mission. And there's one where she's like fighting the lizard in a carnival top hat. <laughs> says, beep, yeah. beep. That just, oh man, I lost it. I was like, that's that's classic because it's like. Why is the lizard dressed this way? Yeah. <laughs> Why yeah. is he doing this? Well, she's dressed and like she's his, like, like a his assistant. Yeah. yeah. Like Weird. if they were doing a magic act. act yeah. And like the, at first they were like, hey, we're doing this. And then all of a sudden it's like it, it turned. It went south. There's also know? one where she's in space. Yeah. <laughs> so I like uh, what's his face? Is it Hercules that's always in there? He's yeah. always yeah. there with like a concussion or yeah. like yeah. something broken. I love Howard the Duck sitting back there too. Or, or when uh, Black when Tony Stark there. has a has a pamphlet on gonorrhea. Yes. <laughs> Blah, blah, Kids one. book. Nice yeah. boots. I can't I'm totally explain this outfit. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, Ryan. I liked it from a story standpoint. Um, I'm interested. I, I also, I don't usually comment on this as much, but I did really enjoy the art. And why do I like it? <laughs> Somebody tell me. Alan, yeah. tell me why I like this art. Um, I will in a second. Real quick. The Corgi's name is Kazar? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that somebody from the Savage Land? Yeah. Like the dude with the lion? Oh. Yeah. 
Interesting. Whoa. Uh, interesting reference. Um, and you I, like ref. the art because the girl's pretty. That's super true. It's not so. just that. I like the, the line. I like the <laughs> way that... It's not just that. Like, yeah, absolutely. She looks great. But like... But I'm, here's I'm, why. I'm, 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 I'm a heterosexual male. I can say. I can admit it. Um, <laughs> yeah, cartoons are hot. So what? Yeah, so uh, what? No, but the reason I was just... You I like the cheesecake. I wanted to be my girlfriend. You What's like the cheesecake. You? It's all right. Um, <laughs> the reason that I was thinking roughly the same thing is... Uh, the lines are super, super clean. So this Sorry. is as close to... Actually, this is pretty close to my style of art in the sense that strong black lines, fill in the, the colors. No? Is that true? Is that I, I true? just like, Alan, like, Alan, is this your way of saying, Ian, so you like my art? Congratulations. No, 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 no. no it's not uh, all about you, Ian. It, it, it's what? sort of like, oh. I would say this is closer to mine just because it's strong black lines I would with agree colors with on the inside. I would agree with that. Um, that being said, uh, the anatomy in this book is on point yeah, like is. everything is so anatomically oh, yeah. correct um but so you it, know me i'm i'm a body nerd yeah like what i studied in school and you know yeah, me and my like my criti- weird saying my criticisms are body always nerd. with like anatomy like yeah that person's arm can't rotate at that angle no but, properly and here i'm like looking yeah. at it i'm like man and you know it's it's like a doctor's office so they have like the thing with the needle mm-hmm. and i'm just like yeah that that's all right, they, all right, you did your research. Everybody has really defined and really workable limbs, but it does work against them in this style, I think just a little bit, for a sense of stiffness. Because yeah. that when you don't bend those lines, like when you do make it look super anatomical, um, it looks really lifelike, and it looks really clean and super professional. I think, Ian, that's why you like it, because being by being drawn to the big two, you're super used to... Um, strong, bold lines and like really solid, consistent uh, anatomy mm-hmm. for the most part. Depending on, but what... I don't like like the glossy Photoshop style. Like I think it's the coloring right. also. The co- is... the coloring in this book is amazing. But yeah. um, the point is that uh, if you get too strong with the lines, you can come off as super boxy and stiff, I can which see is that. what I think the psychologist guy looks like. A bit, he looks yeah. a little posed. A little yeah, and he also looks kind of buff though. I feel oh, like sure. that's gonna be maybe a revelation. Something like he's like he's like he's a guy. He's a spy or something like that. It's actually like... Doctor Samson. Uh, oh man, Gamma I can't, man. I can't tell you. Um, no, it's, it's, I think that the art is really, uh, it, it is in a way very cartoony, mm-hmm. uh, especially we talked about, mm-hmm. we just mentioned Venture Brothers, but if you talk about, uh, like it, it, this could be very easily animated and it wouldn't look super different color wise or the way the art is drawn. Uh, and so I think that I, that's what drew me to it. It looked like a, like a cartoon show. It's, I'd watch. it's kind of similar to when we read X-Men season one. Yeah. Um, it has that type yeah. of feel, uh, yeah. especially with the colors. And I know it's not what it is, but it's very like the coloring and the shading in it is uh, in the inking is like kind of reminiscent in a way of cell shading. It is. I was just yeah, about to say cell shading. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah that's, 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 that's yeah. It's yeah. weird because you have these hard defined, like, you know, like bold lines. Yeah, totally. But the, the color choice blur. and there's just like a little bit of like. I don't know. It's got that layered feeling. Yes, yeah, it's really good art. Line. Like this the, is the not, more I look at it, it looks all. like a mix of um, JB McKelvey meets Chip Zdarsky's art. Like that is actually that's that's yeah. kind of what I see when I look at it because it has little elements of both. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I see. Chewy, this book has zombies in it. It does. You know, I I really like zombies. White zombie. I yeah. There you go. See, um, I There's really a band called that. It's, it's true. also a movie called that. Yeah. I really really liked the um 
the story, the setup. I, I loved the tone in terms of the whole like the waiting room scenario. Like you were saying, it was cool because they made it mundane but different each time. So it wasn't just like super repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose interesting points for her to be called in for her checkups. They showed you a little bit of the same scenario in a slightly different way each time to keep you invested, give you a real feel for what her life is before eventually they turn it on its head and it's like, oh wait, these aren't powers. They're symptoms. It's like, what? So what do you got? You're bleeding from the ears. What's going on? You're seeing zombies. And that was one of the symptoms they asked you to check. And you lied. She lied. Did you guys notice on the uh, the back page with like the editor's note? Yeah, like okay, what the heck's going on here? (laughs) Did you read the? Did you see the pens at the bottom? Uh, Yeah, extremists. It says extremists. Yeah, yeah. uh, build better organs today. Yeah, I wonder if that has anything to do with what's going on. I'm really Hmm. excited because that that page basically says, um, "Oh, you're gonna have to like read the whole thing in order to figure out what's actually happening." Yeah, what is this gonna be like a short run? Uh, It is a short run. It's a nine issue series, but but this story that starts in this in this issue is complete. I think five issues in. Okay. Uh, it's I, I've read it all. I, I really like it because basically what happens is like we just saw several points in her life, and the next several issues fill in what happens before this doctor's appointment, what happens before gotcha. this doctor's appointment, what happens before this one, and then their intention is then you go back and read this issue again with all the details filled in, mm-hmm. and then the the last issue of the miniseries, the issue five or issue six, is follows immediately from issue one. Gotcha. That's a smart way to do it. Man, th- this is the beauty of the medium of comics. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. like Scott McCloud. I always reference Scott McCloud. Mm. It's the only like a study of comic books that I've read. But he talks about like you, you can do something with it. And like uh, Grant Morrison, you, mm-hmm. you can't do. You can't flip the page back in a movie. You can hit, keep hitting rewind and try to rewatch the same part. But like, you can't leave your finger in that page, read ahead ten pages, and just flip back. And be like, oh, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. it's this is like having read the whole thing. Uh, I I caught stuff. This time that I read this issue that I hadn't caught the first couple of times, uh, there's a lot of not just little jokes hit in the background, but but references to things that we haven't read that have happened, but have happened in the continuity of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this series a lot. I really enjoyed it actually. It's a, it's 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 a good Mar- Ryan. You pick Marvel series; they're usually pretty good. <laughs> there usually is a reason why you're like, this is a good Marvel or DC book. Please read it. Like. I'm super down to read this. Yeah, read more uh, of this. The, the last too. several issues of the series after they finish this whole puzzle box arc, uh, she goes on the uh, the the Joko cruise. Oh, really? Yeah, with with every celebrity cameo you can think of. My uh, uh, like, so wait, like like celebrity cameos who would be on the Joko cruise? Yes, like, like Will Wheaton, John like Will Wheaton, Will Wheaton, and everything. Oh, uh, awesome. Jenna's been binging Will on Joko. Oh, dude. By the way, he has he filmed like a, a special mm-hmm. that's like a two hour long special. It's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Okay, awesome. I'll have to check that out. Go watch it. I, I've been wanting to go on Joko Cruise. Joko is Jonathan Colton. Colton. C O L C O U L T. Nerd Rock. I did also enjoy the um, the psychologist guy's like shirts. He has a Cthulhu oh, yeah. shirt, which is awesome, and also a Schrodinger's Your cat, cat is, is dead shirt. Yeah. And I'm like, I want I'm that, that shirt, shirt, dude. <laughs> yeah, me oh, too. Man, it's me too. Solid. Um, all right, cool. So Ryan, it's a Marvel book. So wherever Marvel books are sold, yeah, it's uh, it's been collected and it's on Comicsology as well. So you can also get it at your brick and mortar comic book shop. It, it started coming out last year, so it should be around. Sweet, fantastic. Okay, so I believe now it is my turn. Uh, I brought a book uh, just to 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 meet a resolution, which is bring. You brought a book to annoy the out of me that's what happened <laughs> i did but it also oh, was, that was to a meet a re- sweet edit <laughs> it was also a uh a, to meet a resolution which is to bring a comic book 
of uh, my least favorite comic book character. Uh, and so I did. I brought a Green Lantern book, which made Alan excited until he saw that it was Planet of the Apes Green Lantern number one, uh, put out in jointly by Boom Studios and DC. Uh, st- overall story by Robbie Thompson, but written by Justin Jordan, uh, as you mentioned. Uh, artist Barnaby uh, Bag- Bagin- Baginda. I'm going to go with Baginda. Baginda. Um, colors by Alex Gumerez. Uh, letters by Ed Dukeshire. And design Scott Newman. Uh, hey, so- Dukeshire. So um, again, yeah, it's almost like they do work for Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the the, the story to give you kind of a, 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 a overall wrap up, and I'll ask, ask what you guys thought of it. But overall, is a it, it mixes the worlds of Green Lantern and Planet of the Apes in a very interesting way. To where did it have to be Planet of the Apes? No, but I think it's kind of interesting because Green Lantern deals with a lot of interesting alien worlds and alien species. So why not a sci-fi movie with a bunch of ape people? Um, but I think the premise of the book I really re- I really really enjoyed. Um, just the overall story they're setting up, I really was interested in, regardless of whether it was Planet of the Apes or not. But uh, I, I was surprised because I, I did. I, Alan's kind of right. I did bring this just to kind of throw in Alan's face, but I ended up liking the story. But what do you guys think? I, I've, I have an immediate question. I'm sorry, but uh, this is about the cover. Yes, Alan, you might be able to help. Is there an onion Green Lantern on the left hand side of it, or is that <laughs> like an actual lantern of some sort? No, no, no. Like, it's a it's a Green Lantern who's like uh, think think jellyfish. Okay, it's a jellyfish that just looks like kind of like an onion. Sort of, yeah. It's yeah, not okay. even kind of. He looks like an onion. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you'll notice below Kilowog is a spherical uh, diamond yeah. plated. There's Green a Lantern. Pokemon one that's yeah. that's newer generation Pokemon. Probably. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty some close. sort of yeah, crystallized Voltorb. <laughs> crystallized Voltorb. So, but yeah, but what did you guys think of the story of the book? I, I was confused I, because so yeah. so my what that I can tell weird. what I can tell is some sort of lantern ring, the not, omni ring or the universal ring is that is, is that, that what, what it was, was called? So uh, a, yeah. a lantern ring fell through space and time mm-hmm. uh, into Planet of the Apes planet, mm-hmm. uh, and then Sinestro took out everybody, mm-hmm. and except for the Green Lantern Corps who decided to to go and find this ring, and then when they're like, "Hey, Guardians, what's the deal with this?" What just happened? The Guardians are like, oh, no, don't worry Never about mind, it. Never mind. Forget it. In that Dude, group. Just, no, there was a Green Lantern in just that group. Chill. There was a Green Lantern. In the first group? In the very be- in the opening? He, so Sinestro, yeah, just murdered. Oh, yeah, there was dog one. Took out a bunch of lanterns, including a Green Lantern. There's Actually, a dog Green Lantern. And then Sinestro is drawn to find. So this is the ultimate ring of ultimate power. Yes. Ah, so okay. this is the ring. The, the thing that I liked about so, this so is. So when the, we read Green Lanterns. Yeah. And they were trying this to hide or protect some sort of ultra super ring thing. it's this ring is it is this the same ring i don't know or, or similar uh this ring i think is a little different right? i think this it's is okay. a plot specific ring okay because it's fair what i and what i liked about it is but it's I'm, not like it's not like it's a red lantern ring or an orange no lantern no ring. no it's what happened in the beginning special ring what happened in the beginning is they Did got one pick up on rep. what the ring does <laughs> yeah it changes color like the, yeah. like to give you the powers of the different so yeah you have all yeah. the spectrum yeah, yeah it's called the universal uh, ring there's one from every core. Uh, I just yeah. thought and that's he what drew the, other the power was. from one of everybody here uh-huh. in, into the ring. Larflees is there because he's the only orange lantern, and Saint Walker is there because he's like one of three blue lanterns. So in this particular crossover, I think this must be a one shot. It probably isn't canon because if yeah. if Larflees is dead, there is no more orange lantern. Yeah, well, so probably not. Maybe bad. he didn't kill them. He just you know he disabled them. Hurt, hurt them a lot. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. Like. This this has the makings. It's, it's of tough because the first like three or four pages of this book, the only words on it are non, 
not real words. So yeah. I was like, whew, man, I'd yeah, good thing there's words to help me figure out what's going on right now. The main the main plot of this book is super like uh, pseudoscience sci-fi. Like the ring detects a cross chronal disturbance. Yeah, oh, yeah like yeah. it's never done that before. Oh, don't worry about yeah, that. That's not a thing. Oh, oh, but I mean, that's, oh, and they make up Green Lantern oh, powers all the yeah, time. Yeah, I was gonna say that's 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 par for the course. Isn't yeah, it? I don't know. I don't. I, mean, I thought I know time all about was wait, always. Are you, are you finding? Limits. Wait, are you finding flaws in your favorite comic book character? I, I have a here's the thing. I have a question this is about heavily like twisted. Just a, it like is. It, it is. I have a question about the book. Yeah. So when they're fighting the Red Lanterns, yeah. Is that just like, and we happen to come across our heroes when they're in the middle of something else? Sort yeah, of scenario? yeah, that's what I got out or, of it. Because they were like, why, why are they going nuts all of a sudden? It kind of seemed like it was somehow influenced by what Sinestro did in the beginning. I didn't I didn't catch anything specifically about that, but I, I, I it could be. I, I just thought they were in the middle of something else. It feels oh, okay. like a meanwhile back on the ranch. However, yeah, okay. this book now deals with time travel. So who knows? Yeah, Only it true. said on something other than Nyastoth Milnagado. Yeah. Maybe we could have known what was going on. Yeah. <clears throat> um doesn't even spell anything backwards. Anyway, I think uh I really like what the ring does, like the way they set that up and how depending on the emotions that are being felt, it will change the power set. It'll change the core powers. Um, which I thought was kinda cool. So he goes from being orange because he's like, You can't take it away from me to red because he's really angry about yeah. it. Um that could be an interesting. I mean, that's an interesting power set for a Green Lantern villain in general. It's it, yeah, it, it's just interesting because it seems like the ring is. It's less of like you can draw from the ring, but the ring draws from you what exactly. you're experiencing in that moment and gives you the powers associated with that emotion oh. or, or that feeling or that yeah. intention. So it's just like when he's like, "No, this is mine." That's orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that, that's cool. Green. When when um when Hal Jordan's fighting Sinestro and then they're um. They're fighting over New York and then like crack, you know, boom, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like, so did Sinestro have the universal ring there? And then like they crashed through time and then he lost the ring and it went back in time or to this other universe where the, um, you know, where, where it was so, found or, or did Sinestro not have the universal ring when he was fighting hell? Sinestro was- had the ring uh-huh. because in the future, at that moment, right. in the future, as yeah. it were, that's when he, uh, what's his name, the ape guy? Cornelius, was yes. it? Yeah, it's or Cornelius, that, the other one. That's when that he puts the Cornelius. ring on, which yeah. causes the beam from the future into the past, which then transports them, like, that's where he drops the ring so that the first guy can find it, and this is where time travel gets stupid. Causality. Okay, so, so, okay, okay, okay. There's a failure of causality I, 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 in no, that no. moment. I, I, figured as much i just wasn't sure yeah okay exactly. i follow you now it, I, I, yeah. it's a little weird um i'm sure once they all get on the same plane of time it'll be a little bit better but the beginning of time travel is always a little weird uh alan what do you guys think what do you think about the art um i liked it i think i think it's really solid it's not like a staple green lantern art it's got a little bit of um extra what's the word like mutedness to the color palette it's not a, it's not super glossy, um, but it's all like the characters are all on model. Nothing's nothing seems weird or out of place. The apes look sufficiently ape like. Yeah. Right. I mean, part it's par for the course for every other Green Lantern book I've read. So it's, it's, I got really excited about it, and the, until about halfway there, and I'm like, eh. And then at the end, I'm like, okay, I'm back in. I like <laughs> I like the arts like a bit like 
feels very pencil-y, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, It does, yeah. It's got the detail and stuff like that in there, but it's not overly shiny if that's if that's a way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> um I, I honestly really like it the, the the sketchiness, I think, is what like this sort of pencil sketchiness to it. Yeah. Which think, is nice. I think my main quibble with the book is that I am something of an outsider with both Planet of the Apes and Green Lantern. Like I have a cursory knowledge of both of those things. I've seen the first Planet of the Apes movie. As do I. I've read some green some Green Lanterns. You know, I'm familiar with the Justice League from the television show. Uh and and I was thoroughly confused by what was happening. Okay, like like I, it, now that we've discussed it, I get it. Oh, the lantern that 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 ring he found is is not just a regular ring, and it's changing color because he's having different emotions. Now I get it. <laughs> by the time <laughs> I was enough. like, well, I thought it was orange. Now it's red. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know who's would? Oh, I guess they just got all these guys and they got in a fight. Like I was. There was there was a lot of I guess lantern lore that I am not as caught up on as I thought I was. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Yeah, and so same. it was, and so it was a little, it was a little bit, a bit of a rough entry for me. Sure. Dude, Cornelius totally just wastes that dude on yeah. the last page, and Which then they doesn't all... seem very Cornelius like. He's usually well, kind of a peace loving scientist. But he was super red angry, and the Red Lantern point. took over. Yeah, the Red Lantern uh, power. Uh, red okay. is bad. Red is red, bad. red is rage. anger. Yeah, yeah. yeah, anger and rage. Um. But he totally just wastes that dude. Yeah. And just turn. He just like turns him into like a skull him. and like a, like skull bl- blood fire skull. And then like everyone's like, oh, we have to praise him, and they just start like worshiping him. And I'm like, dude, this is gonna end badly. That's awesome. Uh, there was a post that um, Nuclear Comics put up earlier today on Instagram mm-hmm. that had uh, Planet of the Apes Green Lantern crossover stuff on it. Uh, and one of them on the cover of the the book that was shown shows a big old Red Lantern gorilla, like fighting in New York, like modern day New York. I'm Man. like, that would be awesome. Gorilla so, Grodd? No, no, like uh, probably one of the yeah. But what if it was gorilla? The gorilla, probably the gorilla. Isn't there like a gorilla general or commander or something from Planet of the Apes? Uh, I don't know. This seems yeah. to be going with the old school Planet of the Apes, which is mostly just people in chimp costumes. That's yeah, right. no, this is definitely like 1970 whatever Planet yeah. of the Apes. Gotcha. Charlton so. Heston, not I, not a uh, Dave Franco. I'm, I'm not James Franco. I'm not super into like um, <clears throat> Green Lantern mm. and all that sort of stuff in that lore. And there's not a whole lot there that really interests me, to be honest. I but gotcha. monkey with a lantern ring <laughs> yeah. and just kind of seeing like, what does this guy like do with it? And how does this play out? I'm kind of really interested in that. I want to see what happens. Uh, and I want to see what happens there. Alan, did I fail you or did you end up kind of liking this book? I liked it more than I thought I would. Okay. Actually. Yeah. That's um, progress. Um, it took a little while because honestly, I'm not a fan of Planet of the Apes in like either incarnation, but I understand, at least from this first issue, I kind of understand the character a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, giving him this part. First of all, I really like the power ring, the yeah. one that, that can change core I f- powers I at fig- will. I figured that would make you, I figured if anything, you would like that idea. That's super cool to me. Um, Damn ring nerd. Damn it all to hell. I just, yeah, I enjoyed that that inside joke as well. I mean, I to me, yeah, the thing the, the thing that draws me to Green Lantern, not not just the fact that space cops are really cool, but um, the idea that there are multiple different versions of it, I'm all about that. Like anything with like specific powers, but that's my anime nerd speaking. Um, so that being said, yeah, I'd actually probably read a second one of these. Okay, it's a cool. six issue miniseries. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not very long, so I'll probably read that. Um, yeah, so you guys can check it out if you want. I was actually kind of surprised that I, I think I like this more than anybody, <laughs> uh, which is surprising Man? for me. Like, I, I you re- like camp? 
Well, I, not even it's on the camp. I just I like that these two things cross over because it could have made it really silly and really dumb. True. And I've seen a lot. Of, we have brought a lot of cl- crossovers that I've like. Oh, that sounds really cool. And then I read it. and I'm like, that's really silly and really dumb. Batman sixty six. I'm looking at you. <laughs> um. So, uh. But this, I was like, oh, this is gonna be really bad, and I'm gonna yeah. watch Alan cry. And I'm read it. I was like. Dang, that's kind of a cool idea. Like they yeah. haven't done a lantern ring that can change based on the uh, person who wields its emotions. Can you control it? Like, right. is it like I'm curious to see where that goes? And yeah, it was Planet of the Apes, but like I don't feel like Planet of the Apes was what drove the book. No, no, no. It Planet was of the mostly Apes green. To be... It just happened to be this. Yeah. And I'm wondering to see how much more they tie in that world with this. It, it's interesting. I'm not like a huge Planet of the Apes fan, but I, you know, I enjoy the old movie for what it is. Kind of cheesy and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but um but I know I, I really the Green Lantern book I actually was kind of interested to see what happened what would happen so uh yeah you guys check it out it's it's from Boom and DC so it's available on Comicsology to download uh, or you can probably find it brick and mortar I did see a couple copies of it and there's some really crazy like weird alternate covers of it where yeah, yeah it's like a, like a nineteen thing. like nineteen like nineteen fifties nineteen sixties like Silver Age style with an ape Green Lantern like like in that <laughs> in that style oh it's great um so yeah you guys check it out Planet of the Apes and Green Lantern. Uh, so, Alan, actually, yeah. you are the last person to go, and uh, you brought a webcomic. I brought a webcomic. You guys have been so long. Jeez. Um, so, I brought a webcomic mm. uh, based on our newfound passion for a really old game. Uh, <laughs> that game being called Dun- Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Yahtzee, indeed. Mancala. Um, well, <laughs> even older. Yahtzee with dragons. Um, I mean, you do roll a lot of yeah, dice. Yeah, you do roll, you roll a lot, a lot of, of dice. dice. Fair enough. Um, so I brought a book. It's called. Uh, it's a webcomic called Table Titans. Um, it is uh, written slash uh, mostly written, somewhat drawn by Scott Kurtz, who draws PvP, another very popular, very old webcomic. Mm-hmm. Um, and he works with a couple other people, uh, depending on the chapter. And some of them are noteworthy names that I can't recall off the top of my head. Um, you, you should go look it up. But it follows. The cool thing is, it, it's two storylines. There's a real life storyline and an in game storyline. So not only are you getting the cool adventure that the D and D game is uh, taking place in, but also the stuff that happens outside of the game with the players at the table. Um, if you didn't know, competitive D and D is a thing. You show up, you bring your character yeah. to a table. Uh, there are judges, and the groups try to get through the dungeon as fast as possible, and you're awarded points, and the winners at the end um, get prizes usually. But Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds awful. Uh, some people really, really enjoy it. All I don't right. know. Like, right. I mean, but that Maybe being said, I'm not that kind of guy. I would be super down for that. Um, but anyway. Yeah, you would. I'm going to practice first. Uh, I really kind of <clears throat> didn't know what to expect from this when I first read it, but the more I read it, the more I found that it was... A really good representation, not just of D and D, but of um, personalities yeah. that are brought to the table. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what did you guys think? I thought I th- it was lovely. I'm going to remind, th- remind myself to be very succinct because I could talk about this webcomic for. I think a long, Ryan long was time. in the book twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you're in the book. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I'm the girl that becomes the bard. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. Anyway, but yeah, I, I I definitely saw what you were talking about with yeah. the with the personalities. I yeah. I really really liked the way that this is because honestly, if I would have read this before playing Dungeons and Dragons for the first time, I would not have had the same reaction. I think to after because there's a lot of stuff that this is very clearly from a place of love from uh, of of the game and of the of the um of the mindset of maybe not that competition's a, a bad thing, but like. 
The game's about story and everybody having fun and about bending the rules a little bit to make it fun. Like it's not about like Which there's that one character. To do. There's that one character who's very much like the rule master. Like, well, this creature can't talk. This creature can't do that. You can't do that. It's like, well, mine can, and that's I'm the dungeon master. So yep. deal. Yeah. Like, and I like that about like I like that it was it was designed to have fun. And I like that there it's very smart for them to include a character who's like a brand new guy yeah, who like ends Darby. up loving it. Who's he's like awesome. he's like I have no idea what to do here, but I love it. And like that's the reaction you want. And you have the guys who are the more seasoned players who one's just a rule meister and one's like a well I. I, you know, I, it's all about winning this, winning this tournament. And we have the, the girl who's, who's just playing a character that she's not comfortable with. Everybody kind of finds themselves in an area that they're not comfortable with. And it, it, it was, it was smart the way that this was, this playing out. And there's multiple times when I'm reading this where I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's the kind of thing that happens when we play Dungeons and Dragons like that, <laughs> that moment, like with, with the, with the, with the, um, with the uh, with the the dagger, oh man, that that that, that stuck close to home for you. Oh, yeah, where he grabs the dagger, where he, where he grabs the, the, the dagger, throws it to the thief, and he stabs the the guy the thing in the eye. I'm like, that's I, yep, that's I close thought, to home. I, I love my daggers. <laughs> <laughs> the part that was close to home for me in a comical way was where he's like, "Why don't you go sneak up and check it out?" And then he does the tumble. He's like, "Was that tumble necessary?" He's like, "I'm a thief." <laughs> yes, I really like. I'm gonna tumble more. <laughs> I, I really I'm just gonna play that uh, song by Culture Club, the "I'll Tumble for You" song. Well, I'll just play I, it. I, as I, I, I liked speaking of moments that it seemed familiar in Dungeons and Dragons, the part where they're like, "Well, we could we could just get away. They haven't seen us yet, right?" Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, they haven't. Yeah, no, no, they're good. Oh, oh." Roll for initiative. Yeah, and they don't have <laughs> weapons. Yeah. I remember like reading it, and Matt was in, uh, my roommate. Matt was in the other room, and he's like. I was like, oh, man. He's like, what? And I'm like, well, they just got out of a prison, and they don't have their weapons, but they got scenes, and they have to fight without weapons. And I'm, he's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> he's like, okay, neat. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, This is the type of stuff that happens in Dungeons & Dragons. And Alan, I know you're like, I think it'd be fun to do competitive. I feel like you would, as a DM, would hate it. You'd be really? like, yeah, because I feel like you're like the idea of people having fun oh, and yeah. not being about score. You'd be like, yeah, well, I, I didn't do that's that. That's true. weeks ago. No, that's that's true. This, the DM does in this arc. Yeah, is that he's honestly like, yeah, kind of went off book a little bit. Yeah, I it's to my favorite fun. character. I feel like the DM in this book. I forget exactly what his name is. Um, well, and they hate on him a lot. One of the dudes hates on him a lot in the beginning. Like, oh, you're the worst. Yeah, but at the same time, like you find out Brendan, that Brendan, I think is his name. Yeah, he yeah. he's all about the player experience, and he's yes. like, I'm crafting a story. You're living in my story, and I want you to yeah. have fun. But you need to understand that the things that happen in my story have consequences. Yes, and like when he makes um, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> think back about like re it's like go back and look at your backstory oh, and yeah, then yeah. make this happen yeah. and he goes okay well i think back to the training i had under the monastery and i remember repeating repeating these spells over and over and over again then i recall it and the way they do <laughs> the lance of faith where it yeah. has like the scroll and yeah you can oh, yeah every time they do a spell it's like a scroll from, uh, an, yeah. from an art they, direction they that out. Yeah, that's, that's awesome cool. yeah it's pretty awesome. I, yeah. That that whole part reminded me of like in uh, Kill Bill, where she's remembering like the the like the three inch like punch. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Know, like yeah. Ryan, I, I Ryan plays a bard in our in our campaign. Ryan, I do. my feedback for you was you need to rock out more, man. Yeah, <laughs> you need to actually be like, all right, all right, let's do this, and just start rocking that loot instead of I trying think to we fight. We need to get him a loot, dude. <laughs> I, do you I, not I, have any? Do, do you have you have a loot? Don't you? Like an actual real life yeah. physical. No, loot? no, no. I mean in the game. Like you don't ever. I don't think you've played any music. He's got like bagpipes. Like you. Oh, I have, you have an bagpipes? iPhone that has music on it. You have bagpipes. Okay. Do we, can we get him like a mini but I, bagpipe? But I meant set? like in the game, being like while they're fighting, I'm gonna play some awesome theme to make them like stronger. Well, but he's uh, yeah, usually a, in the fight with us. That that is a thing that I can do. I just haven't done it much. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, I would, I would love to see you do that. That would All make right. me very happy. Put some, some, put some sweet tunes on. on. Yeah. Um, the cleric in this book is very different than my cleric. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. This well, is, they play to their, they, they, they talk play to more their character about, sheets. Yeah. Uh, yeah, their character sheets and 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 lawful I'm, good, I'm lawful. Playing to mine, just mine's not stuff. necessarily. And I, I also like from the beginning where they're kind of apprehensive about trying this new thing and not using their established characters. Um, and going back to feeling like they're new again, and then slowly over the course of the of what we've read uh, of the webcomic, like they start painting minifigs, they start yep. fleshing out their own backstories more. Like they get more, and they look learning up, like, the class, learning the class. They're they're learning all about it, which which to me it's it's nice. It's it, it's what I've seen happen with 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 the three of us and the rest of our friends we play with, kind of learning more and more and more and getting more and more into it. Because I was I was really worried that uh, that a few folks weren't gonna like jump into it, and and I was even worried about that for me. I'm like maybe I won't like this. I'll try it. It, but maybe I won't <laughs> like it, and it's quite the opposite. I, I love it; it's so much fun. One <laughs> thing, one thing about this web comic that I'm not crazy about is a thing that I could level at any of Scott Kurtz's comics. I've read PvP for a long time. Is that he? Uh, if you're familiar with the concept of like newspaper comics and like daily newspaper comics, uh, there is, especially for ones that are more well established, the, the idea of a, a model, a face model, like somebody being on model or off model, you know, making sure that they look like the standard and his faces are always on model to the point that it's like, okay, like, yep, he drew that guy the same. It's the same face. Every panel in the neck in the last 12, you know, pages it's this same face that this guy's always. Been. I don't. It, it just seems like sometimes yeah. his his character designs are are inflexible when it comes to things, uh, and I, and I, and it's it's not him specifically. It's just sort of like this style of comic because it's very much like a newspaper style comic. It is a very old school. Like Scott Kurtz has been doing web comics since web comics became a thing. Yep. And web comics originally were very much like hey, like a newspaper comic, but on the internet. Yeah. And so it it, it just. Like I'm so used to such so much more dynamic art uh, that it, it every time I look at it, it just kind of is like oh yeah it takes me back to that that time when newspapers <laughs> ruled when web comics were a thing yeah it made me feel a lot of web comic nostalgia in this book yeah yeah um I don't know I feel like being on model is a really really good thing no no it is it's just I don't I don't I'm used to I don't know a little wonky or stuff yeah, yeah. that makes sense I um yeah. I uh, I think what I like the best <clears throat> about this is yeah. that it's um, I've gotten the question from people that don't play Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, oh, what's that? What's that like? And you kind of explain it to them. And I've heard this a couple times like, oh, that'd be fun to watch. And I'm like, OK, no. It wouldn't because you're just going to be sitting, looking at us, sitting around a table, making decisions and talking like it's not it, it's not. Well, great you to, say that, but I've been watching Critical Role like crazy. It's <laughs> a little bit, I think, different than watching us, you know, play and stuff like that. It, it, so, you know, I think this is a great way to be like, hey, like, oh, you kind of want to know what it's like and how, how do you immerse someone in something? And I think this does a really good job at that because it alternates between the two storylines. You get to see them from the outside, like trying to make those decisions and figuring out what they want to do or what, you know, what they're unhappy about or, or stoked about. But then also you get to live the actual adventure there. And I think there's a great way for someone who's like, what is it like? You know, mm -hmm. I, I think this is a great way to kind of demo that. 
Agreed. Although that being said, getting a DM as good as this one is probably difficult to, uh, to right, find. Right, right. Um, because he's just like, I don't know, Alan, you it. honestly reminded me a lot of you. Like, you take a lot of, I'm not trying to, to butter you up, but you take <laughs> a lot of pride in the things that you do. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Alan, in one scene for just our group, created a drinking game oh, because he thought it fun. would be fun. And oh, it was, was really fun. and it was awesome. It was, a, it was a cool idea. Share that on, for, share that on the internets for other people to use because it's, it was awesome. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I thought that was neat. Like, Alan takes pride in making sure the story is fun. Yes, we're using a predetermined campaign, but I wouldn't be surprised that if we keep doing this for, you know, a long time that Alan starts making up his own stuff and probably has already thought of ideas for things to, to do. So, like, I I really saw a lot of, like, different personalities that I've seen either in each of us individually or sometimes will be different characters at, at different times. But honestly, this was, we read about 80 pages of this. Yeah. Um, it's it, so I, I was going to ask, it was a lot for a how while. Did, I was like, did, did Alan pick the first print or did Ryan? I don't <laughs> right. remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but that's okay. But, but, but no, no. And, but what I, what I'm saying is it didn't feel like 80 pages. Like I was stoked to keep I reading. I would not it. have been satisfied with less than the entire no, arc. No, me neither. And honest. I want to read more. I mean, I want to go yeah. online and read more oh, after we're done. It's I'm, I'm going to continue. Like, this is one of the first web comics that actually, like, grabbed me and made me want to keep going and going and going. Ah, uh, the power of nerd. Yep. <laughs> it um, is. You definitely should. That being said, you can find it at tabletitans.com. Um, there's this one. There's also a miniature, uh, not like a mini comic, but just like a secondary comic uh-huh. uh, called Binwin's Minions uh, that you can read. Uh, it's a little... Ryan, that one's a little sillier art-wise okay. um, and, and very loose story-wise, so you might want to look that one up as well. It's just on the same page as ta- uh, Table Titans. Um, there are currently... This was the first arc. There's also a prequel arc to this, and then two more after that that um, follows the Dungeon Dogs. Um, and, and Oh, that's the other group, right? Right. Ah. So Brendan runs them through a different adventure, ah. um, and it gets really cool, in my opinion. Um so you should definitely check this out, uh, and it's still going. I'm I'm catch I'm keeping up with. It. I think it updates two or three times a week. Nice, fantastic, cool. Well, that is going to do it for the here's my issue portion, and now we move on to first prints, in which we read a uh, comic book that we feel is is kind of a good one to get started with. So maybe it's a classic issue or a classic arc, uh, maybe something newer or maybe a little more independent, like we have this time. Stuff that we feel like if you're brand new to comics, uh, this might be something you want to check out. Uh, and this time, Ryan picked one. I did, and it's it's definitely a. Uh, it's definitely the type of comic that I would see when we go to like comic comic arts LA. Yeah. So this is a good taste of the kind of comics that we see there. At least I think, in my opinion. <laughs> but you said it's also a web comic, right? Yes. So. Uh, yeah. So let me. I'll, I'll, so we read a, a portion of uh, Akewood, which is a a long running web comic. They he he actually very very recently just sort of decided that he was not going to do because he was updating like once a month or something like that. Now he's stopped. Uh, but it's it's written and drawn by this guy named Chris Onstad, and really the art is nothing to talk about uh, unless you want to talk about how bad it is. And it's pretty <laughs> bad. Um, but but this comic and and the the arc we chose is or the arc I chose is from 2006, uh, and it has been collected and printed physically. Dark Horse printed it. Uh, it's called the Great Outdoor Fight, and it is. I've read it. There there was a lot of people, especially like when this was coming out, 2006 ish, who really think and and i think i agree with them that this is some of the best writing that come out of the the 2000s like like yeah web comics yeah literature like just straight up like dialogue storyline characters that this stuff is is uh, almost unparalleled uh and it's pretty ridiculous and i've i've loved this for a really long time 
but it's one of those things that is sort of insane and impenetrable. And I could never think of how to bring it to the show until we we're like, oh, what if we individually chose the first print? And I was like, all right, that's it. I'm going to force you guys to read this <laughs> so that you can understand like where I get some of the things that I say from. Uh, and, and so it's, it's about, it's mostly about two guys who are cats. Uh, one of them is Ray, Ray Smuckles. He, uh, he is the kind of guy who talks big and, and has the, uh, the money and the braggadocio to back it up. And then there's his, his best pal who has the depression roast beef, uh, and, and the cast of characters that's around them. And they decide to go to this great outdoor fight and, so what I, did you guys think I, of this? I know that you said the depression, comma roast beef. Roast beef it, is his name. I, I yeah, I, but I, I in the moment just thought of like he has like it, a, a type of roast beef called depression roast beef <laughs> yeah. or something like that. I, the depression roast beef. But I guess it starts with uh, with Todd and his idea for. <laughs> So we're going to have to be very careful to dance. This is a family show, as Ryan said earlier. Yeah. We have to be very careful to dance around some of the humor of the show. This is, not a, this is a very un-Ryan-like book in the content of humor. This is something that more Chewy and I would probably bring as far as like, in a, there's a lot of dirty humor. And there's also a lot of Ryan humor in it, too. But there's a lot of inappropriate ver- like, like verbiage as well as inappropriate uh, subject matter. So we'll try to keep it on the, on the light side. But uh, I, okay. This was a weird book, <laughs> but it, it was weird. It was weird, but I understand who it's coming from, and I understand. And I enjoyed the humor in it. Uh, I did really like the humor in it, especially towards the end of the Great Outdoor Fight, where they just decide that when someone decides they do, like the Hunger Games, if they decide they're going to, no one's going to win. They're going to send some sort of thing in there to get you. Um, in the Hunger Games stuff, like we have programmed fire or wolves or whatever. In this one, it's they get jeeps and drive them at you. Yeah, and I, <laughs> they shoot you. And I no, I liked all the times where I thought like this guy is gonna get like his for lack like of a better word, gonna get his ass handed to him, and he never does. Like he always, yeah, it just keeps going. Guys, he, never he pulls someone's mandible off. He like, never gets his comeuppance. No, he never does. And at at the, and then the book gets after the great outdoor fight. It gets kind of strange, even weirder towards the end with this yeah. other story about a kid running away to get for a, a couch, couch back. Yeah, that's like, kind of a coda. Really, I just thought it was. Uh, it's good thing it's this weird kind of like uh, it's really strange, dude. Um, in 2006, this would have been the shiz. Oh yeah, like, it would have been the height of web comics. I totally get that. This predates Hunger Games by a couple. Of oh, years. of well, course it does. But does it predate Battle Royale? No, well, I mean the idea. It's just the idea of a death match thing. I think was around long before any of those things. I just want to preface this: if you are planning to read this book based on because you like Ryan's recommendations. Get ready to not understand it at all. Just read it in small chunks. Just no, read it in <laughs> oh, small man. chunks or read it all the way through. The point is, it will not make sense. No, there is nothing tying it together in the beginning. There's nothing yeah. tying it together. It's together a very at the loose end. plot. Yeah, It is super loose. You had to be there in 2006. You had to be reading webcomics at the time. That being said, I think it stands up. I think it I, works. I don't know if it does. I think that, I mean... I don't think I, it's I laughed, bad. I laughed quite a few times. No, no, no. It's it's not bad comics. It's just like when you go back and look at comics from the 90s, you go, okay, like if you, I look at it through the lens of the 90s, this is a really good, like this is a decent comic. When I look yeah. at it today, it's still a decent comic. It just stinks of 90s. And like this is early 2000s web comics. Like right. it's just, that's what it, it is. It has, it definitely has that like off the cuff, like, hey, 
there's just random stuff happening, and then now we're in the story randomly. Yeah, like that. I think that's early two thousands was random was the key word for uh, any, for v- various forms of entertainment for like just even jokes, cartoons, uh, like all that sort of stuff. It was like say a random thing, do a random thing, and I think that's kind of what leads us into the main the meat of the story. You know, once he finds out about his father, <laughs> then it's like whoa. Okay, cool. There's this whole world and this whole thing. Let me ask you this, Ryan. And yeah. the the rest of um, because it sounds like you've read a lot more of, of yeah. Ickwood is the kind of comic that I can't just read a little bit of. Like I've read this a dozen times because mm. I like, like literally, I was gonna I was gonna send you guys the link to read it, and then I was like, oh man, this is funny. Click click click. And an hour later, I was like, oh, I just read the whole thing. Oh, again. I read it. Uh, <laughs> um. Does does the fight and and all that sort of stuff like come up prior to this? No. So okay, where they're like, oh man, the world of fighting and all stuff. I mean, it's not like clearly like like it. It, it's something that could exist outside of what we talk, what they talk about in the comics. Yeah, I just I didn't that's... know if it was like kind of like um, previously, if they're mm-hmm. like it, it was kind of like the background popular sport that everyone follows or something. No, no. Like this it, was it, this pretty much stand like the story kind of stands yeah. on its own. Okay, there's not a lot of backstory that you need to be aware of. No. You know, besides this the is... fact that roast beef and Ray are pals from way back. Yeah, this is like. Uh, I have a website where I put up a funny cartoon and people are sort of reading it and telling me I should do more. So I guess I'll do that. And then that's where this came from. I'm sure. Uh, cause that, that was the, that was the webcomic culture at the time. Sure. But I, but I feel like the, I feel like the story and the characters are stronger than just like, ha ha ha. It's random. I feel like there's, there's a lot of sort of like themes and things going on sort of underlying. And maybe you guys, like maybe it was just too out there. Uh, maybe I finally have was, broken you off. It was just too <laughs> deep. We couldn't get it. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but it, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is on my top 10 comics I, of all time list. Okay, because it literally like, is. I know it is for you. I know, like to, I know it was a Ryan book. I prefaced my brain. I'd like to hear some of these deeper, uh, like, themes and like like the yeah. stuff that you're talking about that clearly i did not see and i'm not saying by the way i'm not saying oh this was just random jokes i'm just saying that the lead up initially like where he's talking with the squirrel just kind of seemed like it was like hey here's business guy and then then he finds out something interesting that he's actually like really wants to do yeah i feel like it starts the way Every Simpsons episode starts, yeah, which yeah. is with a with a jokey red herring for the first ten minutes, exactly. And then you get into the actual plot, and the jokey red herring was the idea of of, of testicles uh, for iPhones. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, like, what, well, what are you some said of the, it, not me, kids. I mean, I, I think that the, I, I mean, if you want me to, if you want me to get like literature turned into it, I would like, like it, it, we, we start talking about a very obvious display of masculinity. Uh, in in something that doesn't necessarily need masculinity displayed, both you know stuff on cars right. and stuff on phones, yeah. and then we we go directly into dealing with with the way that masculinity is handled, sort of in culture and culture mm-hmm. a, a, an artificial culture, but one that just sort of like parodies and heightens the idea of like men being men, yeah, yeah. because they're men, yeah, and then it, and then it throws in these two guys who are. Uh, who are uh, neither of them what you would call the classic sort of masculine guy. Yeah. One of them uh, talks a lot, and the other one is like a nerd who's, yeah. who who like, does a lot of research, but also 
like is just straight up like a nerd and and the way he got into the fight is by hacking into it so it's it's kind of like he's like the guy who knows all the stats about baseball 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 but not necessarily athletically inclined to right. swing the bat and, yeah, yeah yeah like you don't think that roast beef's gonna actually tear a man down to his component pieces right um but but so and so then you you, you sort of see them like it, it's it i feel like it's a classic story of friendship of of these two guys dealing with sort of masculinity and, and, and their own sort of, I don't know, we're getting off topic. It's, no, you know, them I, dealing I with their, their own related. sort of imperfections and who they see, you know, compared to, uh, to other men or people who are displaying their masculinity and then how they sort of, you know, try to conform to that and then realize like, Oh, well, you know, I, I have, you know, I have my best pal here. Yeah. You know, we, we can do whatever we want. We don't have to, we don't have to just do the thing that everybody's always done. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, at the same time, I don't, I don't need, you know, the whole part of, of, you know, he's trying to, he's the son of the champion and, yeah. and, like and that whole element is, yeah. is obviously, you know, also if we're talking about the, you know, the literary theme of masculinity of, yeah. of father, son and all of that stuff, it, it all kind of ties in together. Okay. Um, and so I think that that's, at least one element underneath, but I think that there's a lot of really good jokes too. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think it, it's an interesting lens to put some deeper themes like that through, you know, it, mm. cause it's not typically you would expect something like this you know, with, um, about those types of elements and stuff like that to be a lot more like serious and like, Oh, he, his father's legacy and like, but instead it's, it's, like you said, it's kind of done through this like parody type of lens, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, yeah, it's I, all, it's all extremely jokey and there's a lot of like dialect jokes and the way people talk kind of jokes that, that are thrown in there on top of everything. And it, and it, yeah, I mean it on a, on a very surface level, it's just, Hey, random jokes, like, you know, tore that guy's face off. But I, obviously I've torn it apart and, and, and ruined that part of it. So <laughs> I, uh, wait, wait, is he a bear? There's are cat. cats. Cats. He's a. I thought he was a, like a dog. And he's like the, the kind of cat, cat who has folded ears that are rounded. Gotcha. Yeah. I. I told Ryan today that I enjoyed it, but it reminded me a lot of another comic, a web comic like series that I really like that nobody else finds funny but me, which is Red Meat Comics. I love, I love the, I love the Red Meat series uh, because it just is weird little jokes. I've tried to show them to Chewy before. Chewy, you remember the Milkman Dan stuff? I tried to, re- I tried to show you, right? I, I this does not sound. I've showed this to you before, and you've been like, "Oh, okay." And oh, like, yeah. I've showed you two or three times the reaction. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I've, have you have you ever you ever read Red Meat before, Alan? No, no, but I've seen it around. It, it's it's funny, but it's very a very specific type of humor, and I feel like this, the humor in this book speaks to Ryan's sense of humor, which I totally got the entire time. Um, I would say it's definitely on the fringes of like weird that I don't. I'm not saying I hate the book by any means. I like it for what it is, but it's 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 weird, man. <laughs> it's and that's that's me saying that. It it's got this like I think Ryan's of... happy that he weird. I think he's a little bummed out, but a little happy that he weirded us out. <laughs> for me, I, I it kind of had now. this <laughs> no. like um, I could read more of this. Kind. This is gonna sound weird. Kind of an Adventure Time feel to it. Kind of, yeah. I in terms of like Finn and Jake, um, you know, like, and then you have roast beef and Ray. Yeah. With this one, and they're kind of like partnership, and it's like, yeah, I totally got your back, like no matter what. Yeah. And um, 
I don't I know. It, it was like that. And like, it reminded me of like all these shows that I really like at their core elements, but like put together, like, like regular show, like adventure time, like some of, I, I don't know how to explain it. Cause I'm not trying to reduce it and say, Oh, that's all it is. Yeah. But like just some of those types of relationships that some of those characters have, you know, mm-hmm. it's very yeah, similar. No, I, I know to what that. you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. The idea of people who are, who are good friends, but you know, they basically are like hetero life mates. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder yeah. where we've seen that before, Chewy. Yeah. I also, I, I reflected in our own lives. I, I definitely, <laughs> yeah, no, I can't think of anything. I get that as a theme, and that's that. I mean, I really connected with the the two of them like about halfway through. Like once they got to the great outdoor fight, like once it actually became a thing, because I had this feeling that right. it wasn't actually going to get there. Like it was just uh, to be okay. something that they're going to talk about the whole time. Uh-huh. But then it actually started happening. I'm like, oh, we're actually going to do this. Okay, okay, let's see what happens. It was about at that time where. Um, uh, I started like kind of investing myself in it. Yeah. So it took a little while, but by the end of it, I was like, okay, that was a wild ride. But I definitely felt like it had like it had a plot that was planned out from the beginning. Yeah. And it had completed its arc. Uh, yes. And and I was happy with that whole thing because I thought that was really like it was it was fun and like the the fun and entertaining part about it is that you didn't have to worry about the art. Like, the art was going to be terrible no matter yeah. what. And the parts where he went out of his way to draw it, like, the backwards punch into the guy's... Like, yeah. <laughs> into the guy's uh, so good. Uh, back or whatever. Yeah, that was great. It just was, like, this little extra bit of research to drawing that you, was, you were not expecting at yeah. all. And it, just the fact that I'm sure he took the time to research what that punch would look like, <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, He's wearing, like, a Speedo, too. Yeah, he yeah. was wearing a Speedo the whole time? Yeah, that's... Yep, that's that character. Speedo yeah. and yep. like a pork pie hat. Yeah. And like Sunglasses. A medallion <laughs> chain. Oh, man. Also, his dad I know what I'm, I know what I'm dressing up like yeah, for, for Halloween. Halloween. If nothing yeah. else, Ryan, you've given Chewie a Halloween costume. So there you go. Take that. And I'll just go around punching people in so, the back. Ryan, you said this is a webcomic, right? So you can read this online for free? Yeah, if you go to akewood.com and, and look at the storylines, you just choose Great Outdoor Fight, and, and there you go. Uh, it was, it's, it's been lavishly reprinted, uh, by dark horse. It's, it's not, I don't think it's currently in print, but you can find it pretty easily. Uh, I've seen it on comic store shelves and stuff like that. I bought it as soon as it came out. It's yeah. It's one of my favorite things that exists. I really probably my favorite part in all this, um, was the turkey feast? Yeah, oh, yeah, the, with the, the, the Christian brothers brandy. Yeah, that's all it I is. I like it was like well, you could share it with your friends, or you can eat it all yourself. And then like he flashes back to his, like his, his dad, like no, you don't share, you don't share yeah. any meal with anybody. What's he doing? He's getting down on one knee. He's proposing to a woman. I was like, this <laughs> yeah. is so bizarre. Um, I also like the 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 follow up story. Uh, Keith Moon's head. We didn't yeah. talk about. Oh, it. oh yeah, yeah. That, I, I I was like Ryan, did you put Keith Moon's head in this book for me? I did. Actually, <laughs> guys, I have airwolf. Ah, what, airwolf. what do you mean? I don't understand what you're saying. Airwolf. airwolf. I have airwolf. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. There's no other words that I could use. I don't understand how it could be more clear than what I'm saying right now. I have, <laughs> I have airwolf. airwolf. <laughs> it's faster than any do, jet plane. Does it? Does everybody here know what airwolf is? Yes. Negative. Uh, as airwolf, soon as he said airwolf, airwolf, I was like, Are you serious? Airwolf is is helicopter night rider. That's uh, what airwolf is. Nice. Yeah, it's it's for, you know it's 80s show but yeah i love that's one of the, that's one of the things that i really love about this is the dialogue that i have airwolf this is not code language i am flying airwolf, airwolf because i own airwolf nothing else i say could make more sense given what i own and what i am doing at this moment 
I, I love the eBay search. What's the best the thing, thing you, you got? got. Yeah. And then later, welcome Get to eBay Platinum Reserve. The biggest laser. Head of Keith, Keith Moon. Moon. Airwolf. <laughs> So yeah, I mean it's very funny. I would say, I would say honestly, I, I will, I do want to read it again in smaller doses. Like if I could read <laughs> one of these pages a day for like sixty for six sixty days, I would absolutely do it. But try to read it all at once was just it was information overload. But it, but it was definitely funny. I, I definitely get the humor, and I think that I think it's a good example of Ryan humor. If you want to get a good, <laughs> uh, if you want to get a good sense for his humor, sorry, Chewie showing a picture of the head of Keith Moon <laughs> in an agitated state. Yeah, yeah when yeah. they tried to drink, not when he's when they tried to drink again, the liquid that yeah. he stored in. A weird amount of detail went into that one drawing, <laughs> yeah. and it just well, also, throws you off. It, it, it looks went, like Keith Moon. <laughs> Also, when they have uh, the uh, the picture of Robert Smith. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great, too. I'm Robert, Robert Smith, Smith, lead singer of The Cure. Yeah. It's <laughs> a weird poem. This This book had a lot of really good moments. It just doesn't make any sense like until you finish it. <laughs> That's true. And then think- you, you look back on it and go, all right. <laughs> like, I read that. That happened. Yeah. I think one element that, that it, it, you may miss by just having this part is that this is like these characters have stuff, such strong voices that like all of the little bits, like the part, like the fact that Rose Beef drives a, a Ford Galaxy 500 and is listening to the Beatles really loud. Yeah. Like that's unbelievably consistent with his character over like a decade of the comic. Fair enough. And like you get to the point where you're like, well, yeah, of course he would. Of yeah. course. <laughs> of course Roast Beef would. Uh, you know, or the fact that or the fact that Ray's mom visits, he's like, mom, do you want a mimosa and, and, yeah. and a ribeye? And his mom's like, no, I'm fine. He's like, well, I, you know, I, let me check, you know, just see if I happen to have any ribeyes on the grill currently. Yeah. Mom, mom, turns out, you know what I do? Uh, Could you check and see if this is a mimosa here in front of you? And she's like, like, ribeye is the most nutritious cut of meat. Of course it is, mom, I know. I know, I know. know. Here's Um, here's $5 roast beef. Buy buy yourself a sandwich. Buy a sandwich. I don't like it. Thank you, ma'am. Make sure to get cheese on that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I I will pay you back one day. (laughs) I I liked, um, I I also really liked the... um, Oh man, that, that like that was a three hundred dollar ladle where he's just like the hipster guy. He like buys like oh yeah, he totally is stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's good. He's good. So he's, he's I've good. seen I've seen this can of pork and beans before at your uh, in your pantry. Yeah, those are six dollars a yeah. can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See how it was feebly tried to like scraped as if someone used an ill fitting like spoon or something. Oh my ladle. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, moving on to the third part of our show, the four color character compendium, which we talk about comic book characters, uh, heroes, villains. Uh, sometimes we talk about superhero teams or creators, writers, artists. Uh, it's kind of a vocab uh, and a history lesson of comics all rolled into one. Uh, and as we've been going, we've been doing a four color compendium a little bit differently. We used to make Ryan do it all, but now he has shared the tone <laughs> with all of us. And we now all each get to choose the characters that we want to do. So last time Chewie did Etrigan, the, de- the demon Etrigan. So I thought I would choose another DC character that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I always think it in my head and then I go, nah, they'll never go for it. But this time I decided to do it. So guys, we're going to be talking about the question. Oh, oh wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So, um, who is the question? Uh, well, the question, the is, question is, what is the question? Really that is everything question. he says is, uh, ends in a question mark question. for the next five The minutes. question is a DC Comics character, originally a Charlton Comics character. Uh, so, for those of you who don't know what Charlton Comics was, uh, a long time ago in a galaxy where we are, um, DC acquired the rights to another uh, another comic book universe. Uh, this isn't the first time DC has done it. They took Fawcett, which is what had uh, Captain Marvel, now known as Shazam. Okay. Uh, that was a Superman ripoff that they're like, nope, uh, in the legal settlement, you 
we're, we're, we're also going to get the rest of this character. Uh, and Charlton was another, uh, another comics, uh, imprint that had characters, uh, that are also now DC, big DC ones. Um, blue beetles, one of them. Mm. Uh, what are some of the ones? Ryan, Ryan probably knows the watchman. Yeah, pretty much uh, pretty much the question. We'll talk about that. We'll get into the watchman crossover here. Uh, but pretty much those characters that are the watchman are Charlton comics characters. We've mentioned this before multiple times yeah. when we talk about watchman and stuff. Uh, so the question is always one that is, is kind of intrigued me. Uh, so Who watches the watchman. His, uh, his first, uh, That's appearance good, was in blue beetle. Number one in June, 1967, uh, created by famic, the famous comic book, uh, artist writer, both, I think. Yeah. Uh, Steve Ditko. Okay. Uh, oh, guy who Ditko. drew Spider-Man's costume. I've heard of that guy. Um, so, uh, the question's real name is technically his real name is, uh, Charles Victor Zaz. Now not Zaz as in like the, Zaz. the Batman Zaz, where he's like a serial killer murderer who cuts different guy, but he goes typically by Vic Sage. That is his, okay. the name he's like, that's his like cool, catchy name, Vic okay. Sage. I don't know, dude. Zaz is a pretty cool, at, like you just be like, this is the sandwich. It's pretty good, but needs a little Zaz. And then you throw like a little, like a little parsley on a it or something like that. Throw, throw a little spicy mustard on it. You know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that would work. So, um, some things about about the question. So where did he come from? What's his origin? That's uh, a good question. So his original origin, uh, he was... He's the one with no face. Yes. He is so, so the question is literally this. He is a man in a suit with no face. The question is... a trench coat is, and a hat, right? He wears a suit. He's like a 1940s wears, detective. It's kind of like if you've ever watched the Dick Tracy movie. And there's that character <laughs> that, spoiler alert, ends up being Madonna, and she has no face for the entire movie. Very, very similar to the question. People give her give her like food, and 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 then she gives them gold. Weird. That's a thing. <laughs> right in the in the in the Japanese bathhouse. No, that's a different no face. <laughs> that's from Spirited Away. I have a question about <sighs> his cartoon. Fans. Miyazaki doesn't like the Beatles oh. today. It made me sad. Is uh, <laughs> so does does Zaz just like not have a face, or does he not have a face when he becomes the question? So let's talk about the origin of the question. Okay. That's yes, great, let's, that, let's do that. It. Explains like. it. So um, Vic Sage uh, is known in a in a city. He, he lives in a city called Hub City. Okay. okay. Hub City apparently is so bad that it makes Gotham look like a metropolis level good city. So it's Weird. Detroit. It's it, it, so later on the character wow. was kind of revamped it's... by Denny O'Neill in its own little series, and it becomes not Detroit, true. but he based it on real life East St. Louis. That's uh, what he okay. ended up eventually saying. This is how bad it is. Like it makes Gotham look amazing. Yeah. So the Question City is even worse than Gotham. Okay. Wow. Um. And so uh, originally uh, he uh, was a a TV uh, he would do like a TV as an investigative investigative journalist so he would do a lot of TV appearances and things like that and he was investigating this doctor who went missing uh, and it turns out they were working on him this doctor and another doctor working together on this artificial fake skin that would be used for covering up things like you know cuts and people getting okay. hurt. But it turns cool. out it caused when it used on open wounds and things caused a lot of issues. Like it would basically kill people. And what? the person who he was, yeah, it would kill people. Wait, 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 like through infection or it would just like become sentient. And so stab it was them. called pseudoderm. That's the name of it. Right, right. Um, and it is intended to work uh, like an applied skin-like bandage with the help of a bonding gas. So okay. it would bond to your skin like a bandage. Uh, but it had toxicity, which was sometimes fatal when applied to open wounds. Ah. So, um, so the thing that they were trying to use it for, yeah. like they're like, oh, put this on your wound. And then it's like, oh, but that 
doesn't work. It kills yeah. you instead of hurting you. And so this, instead of helping and you. And so this professor, it turns out that he was That would be the into, opposite of helping. Yeah. <laughs> so this professor that he was it's looking like when into. When you get like those like medicines, it's like side effects may include thoughts of depress- thoughts of suicide. And it's like, I just didn't want to sneeze every time there's a cat nearby. <laughs> so this um yeah. this guy that he was looking into, this 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 scientist, turns out he was selling this to like third world nations and doing all sorts of evil bad things. So as an investigative journalist, he's like, I'm gonna stop this, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. So with the help of the other doctor, he ends up using that uh pseudoderm to create a mask for his face because obviously he doesn't have cuts on a, it. A real Gerardo situation. Ca- kind of kind of Geraldo. Wait, Gerardo is Rico. Suave, right? I don't know. Is that his real <laughs> yes, name? Yeah, there so. you go. Was, um, I knew. I know it was a spicy Latin. So uh, it changes. It, it, it gives him a mask that you that is like fake skin mask, basically, and also this bonding agent allows him to change the color of his hair and also change his his his, his color of his uh, his outfits. Wait, so but it people doesn't don't him. know it's him. No, because he doesn't have open wounds. Remember, it only can be toxic if you have open wounds. That seems like an awful big gamble just for a costume. So they modified the bonding agent, the bonding agent. So I'm imagining that also does it. So that's the kind of beginning story of him. But over time, he becomes a little bit more different. He becomes more of a detective um, and a little more uh, less like, I'm going to write wrongs. In the first one, he was like known for his brutality. And if I may quote the uh, the tome, uh, he would he would punch like get in a fight with a guy in the sewer okay. punch him into a current and rather than save him he would go call the police and tell them where the current would end just in case this dude survived okay to be like hey so, so if this guy survived he's gonna be over so here but so i punched him into a, a river and i didn't bother to save him so you're so. telling me I, i'm walking through the sewer minding my own business yeah as you do <laughs> some guy with no face jumps out of the shadows and uh, he's skeptical of me he's skeptical of me i'm walking in the sewer at night and then he just punches me into a current and he's like he's probably dead and he's like hey cops there's gonna be a body over there may or may not be alive yep that that's it but you would be a criminal so he wouldn't just punch you if you were some innocent guy okay you have to be a criminal you do have to be a criminal that is the prerequisite is Uh, trespassing in the sewers a crime i don't don't think it's private property i don't think it was he was more going for bigger bigger level stuff like corporate crime and 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 human injustice bigger level things question about but behind the scenes like he's like sneaky like a spy question about the question in his face so yes this mask though yes is this permanently bonded to no. him? so he could take it's he a it's a mask it okay. so his appearance entirely changes so okay. no one would know it's vic sage like vic Ch- vic sage has red hair the question yeah. has black hair okay, okay. wait it's not so, just it's not just like clark kent with glasses no the no face okay. thing that was canon from the very beginning yes pseudoderm was something that was canon from the very beginning no no but like the sounds, no nose no mouth yep, no eyes totally like i can character. show you the cover of, the, yeah, of, of, of one of his first appearances oh look at that it sounds like a character that an artist would come up with it's like Oh yeah, this character. I don't have to draw his face ever. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. wonderful. Um, so uh, moving on, when he gets into DC Comics, he kind of was. He kind of got into DC Comics and no big fuss. He's not a character they made a lot of fuss over up until 1987 uh, when Denny O'Neill uh, did a, a series that kind of added a different element to him, which made him more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a little more kind of. Eastern philosophy kind of has like this weird kind of shamanistic like philosophy. What's the sound of one hand clapping? Kind of yeah, thing? that sort of thing. Um, he has a, he so he Easy. becomes so his he kind they kind of change some of the stuff. He goes like on he becomes like a martial arts mercenary. Uh, does a lot of stuff a lot of stuff like that. So a little more of the Eastern philosophy stuff, which is weird because he's a man in a suit with a fake face. Yeah, yeah. But, a Western suit. 
Yeah, and he like becomes do, kind of more you know. focused on the Eastern philosophy stuff. That that becomes a really big element of his character going forward, and becomes okay. more philosophical and mysterious. Yeah, so. making it sound a little mysterious, which is a little bit culturally insensitive, but understandable. It gives him a little bit more of an edge uh, than he is, like, and he also becomes less of a killer. Like he doesn't, he doesn't like punch dudes into the sewer. He like will. He doesn't. It's not quite as Batman as like I don't believe in killing people, but he is he's, he struggles with it a lot yeah. more. Like he's he's like I probably should kill this guy, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> he's like indecisive. Someone's getting like stabbed. He's like he is stabbing a guy. But Universal uh, Karma is a thing. He may deserve it. But yeah, in this may. series, I don't want to give too much away about the series. But it takes place in Hub City. He kind of kind of does a Bruce Wayne a little bit. He kind of goes around the world, learns this martial art, learns the Eastern philosophy, and comes back to his city. Um, and it's being run by this really corrupt mayor. Uh, who ends up like this other lady who was his co-mayor of the mayor ends up getting murdered. And then she takes over as mayor and another person tries to kill her for communist ties. So there's no mayor, no police force in the city. And, and the no question face. is like the only guy to basically be the law in Dude, his city that, in a city worse. I'm going to say again, worse than Gotham city. And he doesn't have a utility slogan. belt. Yeah. No, no mayor. No police, no face. <laughs> That's where it is. That's the tagline. Yeah. That's how I would have sold it. Uh, Does so, he have power? Speaking of which, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about because there's a lot of different stuff uh, going through the character. He kind of sticks with that Eastern philosophy stuff. Uh, he also has had a romantic interest in the Huntress for a short arc. Um, let's see. Um, so he is punching, right? Yeah, uh, and we'll talk about his power. We're going to focus on specifically the Vic Sage one because uh, uh, later on in in 52, they was a woman. In yeah, uh, Renee Montoya, Montoya yeah. who is a who is a detective in Gotham City, takes over because he gets lung cancer and dies. Spoiler. Yeah alert Dope. so um but she but we're not really gonna talk about him as much or, or her as much we're gonna mostly focus on on the vic sage side yeah so, that that question is more like kind of bat family yeah ish right yeah this one's a little bit more no way bat family in a dc book weird <laughs> so what are what are his abilities so his abilities as listed here in the tome are urban shaman He's a proficient acrobat. Urban, wait, wait. Urban, Urban shaman, shaman is is a straight up D and D ability, right? Yep. Is that not what it sounds like? I don't know. No, it sounds you like have the ability the to seek ability. out shamanistic. <laughs> much <laughs> vampire the masquerade. Yeah, it sounds like an ability oh, for vampire Jesus. the masquerade. Sorry, Mu- go ahead. Much, much like uh, much Urban like Batman. shaman kind of sounds like it's a style of music. <laughs> like, like, like someone's like, well, I don't know how to. Re- it's like new age, but it's like coming from Brooklyn. No, I think Urban Shaman is like the name of a, of a like dub reggae band. There you go. That's Urban it. Shaman is the new uh, Urban Shaman man, <laughs> but it's it's all white guys. Urban, they, yeah, Urban they still, Shaman like, kind of have the, uh, the the Jamaican thing going on. Is is my new clothing line where everything is made out of hemp? Perfect. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, yeah. that's exactly what a it is. A lot of it's, like red and, and yellow and black. And, and, black. and, and it's, it's all urban wear, like made out of hemp. And, yeah. Oh, man. Exactly. It's, it's yes. Good riff, guys. Good riff. Continue. <laughs> so, much like <laughs> Batman, he has genius level intelligence and uh, intelligence and a master, he's a master detective. He's also one of the world's foremost martial artists and hand to hand combatants. I mean, isn't everyone? How and is, he has yeah, knowledge of possible is. events in the past, present, and future. And that comes more into the New 52 run. Say that last one again. Possible knowledge of uh, events in the past, present, and future. I mean, I, I also have knowledge. possible knowledge of events right. in the past, or, present, or, well, knowledge of possible events. I have approximate knowledge okay. of many things. What could come, what ha- could happen, what ha- could have happened. I thought it was more like a, there was he a, may or may not be able to do this. There was a, an arc in the New 52 where there the, the this character of the question, they never really said if it was Vic Sage or not. 
but he kind of uh, he's kind question. of more of a mystical figure, kind of along lines with the Phantom Stranger. That's another one. I feel like he eventually sort of crosses over with the Sandman universe. Sort of, kind of. Like he he's he's really like right on the border I've with that and like Batman. He's definitely very Batman esque without having. There a, ever there's been like definitely a, a crossover. Wonder? There's definitely. Uh, I believe there was something with Constantine. He, there's he's, a lot of information. He on this shows character. up. It's he fair. shows up in Sandman at some point. Really? I I am a hundred percent sure. So, um, as far as other abilities and equipment that he has, so he has that uh, pseudoderm uh, mask that he wears, uh, and a sport, of course, the special bonding agent. One of my favorite things, um, he has a specialized belt buckle, which releases a binary gas that binds his mask to his skin and temporarily recolors his hair and garb, uh, similar to kind of like Spider-Man in Chameleon. Like, uh, okay. And it's funny, another Steve Ditko-related uh, yep. character. But this is one of my favorite things. Um <clears throat> Uh, the binary gas acts with chemicals and stages treated hair clothing and all that stuff. So like we said, uh, let me see here. There's a, there's a line here specifically. Uh, original, originally sage favored trench coat. Where is the actual thing? Oh, here we go. Uh, I found, oh, where did it go? Okay. With the binary gas, the binary gas has no other known properties other than changing his appearance and stuff like that. The question often used the gas to enhance his image and intimidate criminals into confessing by implying that the gas would cause anyone exposed to it for extended periods to lose their face permanently. No. <laughs> I have this gas that makes your face go off. How do you I'm think this happened to me? I'm going to melt your face off. Yeah, exactly. My so, gas is a face melter. So the most... <laughs> <laughs> I had Taco Bell. So That's true. The other reason I, I wanted to bring Bell up the question is because he he inspired one of the one of comics most misunderstood characters. <laughs> misunderstood, I mean by everyone thinks he's awesome when in actuality he's a psychopath. And we're talking about Rorschach. Oh yeah. Uh, in fact, in fact, so much so that we've talked about Alan Moore actually wanted to use the Charlton characters in in Watchmen, and Rorschach was the question. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, and, and, and this is really enjoyable. I, I saw this. Um, in question number 17, Vic picks up a copy of Watchmen to read on a trip and initially sees Rorschach as being quite cool. But after Vic is beaten up trying to emulate Rorschach's brutal style of justice, he concludes that, and I quote, Rorschach sucks. Oh, <laughs> this is like, oh man, Rorschach is based off of the question, then the question reads a book where he reads Rorschach and then pretends to be Rorschach. Uh, it gets even worse. <laughs> gets even worse now that Watchmen is part of mainstream DC um, continuity. He also would have I, blank I've, calling cards that he could like write messages on, and when the gas came yeah. came on, it would appear. So he'd normally leave like question marks on him. <laughs> Listen, man, if I had a special gas that oh, I could put man, in my face, awesome. I'd be doing it every day. <laughs> oh, dude, sweet special gas. My, my face only <laughs> you, makes this stupid kind of gas vape, called bro? carbon dioxide. Yeah. It's well, almost like our bodies some sort don't of, even know what to do with that. So what it's you're literally saying expelling is, it. Funny gas. So what you're saying is he vapes. <laughs> vape nation, bro. <laughs> vape nation. <laughs> he's the original vape nation, like bro. He's like, he's just the, yes. that's what he is. Question nation. But um, question nation. some appearances. Um, question. Yeah, question. question about the question. Um, and it this is if it's not like going to take us too deep on another tangent because this may be a topic yeah, yeah. for another time. Um. Do we, is there, why not just use the question for Watchmen if at that point DC already had like the, the Charlton characters and all that stuff? Was there a particular reason why DC he said no? Okay. DC's that, like, we want these characters. We don't want you killing some of them. We don't want you okay. Alan Moore and all over this. Okay. But so much later, later, they were much like, much later, they decided to be like, well, now that we've reestablished the multiverse, 
and Grant um, Morrison's writing Multiversity. Also, it's made us lots and lots of money in a movie. Let's go ahead and uh, just insert Well, not it. only, no, 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 not only that. They were like, we like Grant Morrison, and Alan Moore is not really our buddy anymore. Uh, so, Grant, uh, if you are writing this Multiverse series and you want to use the Charlton Comics characters to remake Watchmen, you go ahead and do that. And he did for one issue called yeah. Pax Americana, which is literally Watchmen with the Charlton Comics character. And and now just, the actual, just as a big middle finger to Alan Moore. The actual Watchmen characters are part of mainstream DC continuity. Yes, they are. Oh, boy. Anyway, <laughs> back to the question. Um, so uh, in, uh, where has he appeared outside of the comic book? So if I've never read a comic book, where have I seen him? Well, he's actually appeared quite a bit in the DC uh, animated shows. Yes. Yeah, wasn't um, he on Justice League? He was on Justice League. He's also been on a couple episodes of Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, nice. Um, Hub City his city is mentioned quite a bit in actually in arrow um in the arrow universe uh legends of tomorrow they mentioned a few times yeah yeah, i I remember hearing that in legends um but uh, he's also appeared uh yeah mostly in those two things but a lot he appeared quite a bit in justice league unlimited he did uh, he had a a full arc with huntress Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. that he did so um that's probably where you've seen him before that's where i kind of got to know him from was from that and i was kind of like ooh, another quasi batman rorschach-esque character let's talk about him any good reads um good reads Uh, that denny o'neill series i haven't really read a lot of question stuff but that denny o'neill series really like struck me uh just the entire like i don't want to give it away all all the details in it because i may actually end up bringing some of it sometime um but it seemed very um it seemed very, very interesting and seemed like it kind of was a renaissance for the char- character that nobody cared about. Kind of like when he took Green Arrow and, and Green Lantern and turned them into something that was different. Same sort of idea. Um, also, we did actually read a book with a question in it when we read Dark Knight Strikes Again. Uh, you remember if the question was like this, like, 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 uh, a very Anne Randian, like. Well, actually, yeah, like the, his, his, the character origin, Steve Ditko is a, is a yeah. objectivist. And yes. He, the question was eventually was originally started, I think, as kind of a Randy and sort yeah. of a situation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's an interesting character. He's kind of I, I thought it was it was more cool from the side of everybody who loves Watchmen to know kind of where that Rorschach character came from. That it wasn't just some somebody that it's got pulled pull. out of thin air. Uh, we talked about Blue Beetle already before on the show way back when. So I figured let's talk about uh, the question. Um, so as far as reading and stuff, uh, that Denny O'Neill series seems pretty good. He's got quite a prominent character in the New Fifty Two as well. Um, but uh, other than that, he kind of is kind of a background character for the most part. Um, but I, I would recommend if you haven't watched Justice League Unlimited, like get on yeah, that. You might as well. Like it's if so you great. haven't watched any of the DC animated universe it's on stuff, Netflix. yeah, it's great. Like it's all great. Batman, Superman, Justice League, all that stuff is really good. Um, so yeah, so that is the question. Um, so now any questions about the question? No, I'm good. Uh, I could have used more question puns. <laughs> We could have. We shouldn't. Oh, uh, well, okay. Moving um, So, uh, moving on. Now we move to the last section of our show called the Four Color Character Compendium, in which we talk about uh, anything we want, really. We read letters from you, which unfortunately we don't have any this time. Bummer. Um, but uh, we also talk about uh, movies and TV shows, comic news, all sorts of different stuff um, in, in, in this section of the show. So... Um, Alan, actually, we got last time we had a request for a uh, another another drawing request. One of our listeners actually uh, wanted us to draw his D and D character, uh, and so we went ahead. Alan went ahead and drew it. Um, we're going to send that. Go ahead and send that to you right now during the show, so you'll receive it. Please don't tell anybody until we listen to the show. Um, so <laughs> it should be out by the time you probably get this. Maybe uh, it'll be out tomorrow. So um, that's it. What what Alan's point? To, Alan's trying to tell me tell me things. Uh no, I'm just trying. There you are. You're not showing up on my. I'm trying to send it to you. So oh okay. You the the <laughs> yes. email that I don't have access. to. Oh fantastic. To. Okay. Uh, well, go ahead. I'll send that out to you. You, um, 
if you want me to do commissions, I am happy to do them for free. I have a lot of free time recently. Uh, no, just kidding. Um, I want to do them because I want to support our listeners who have supported us for so long. You will get two versions. Uh, one that is signed by all of us uh, that just has a cool little message. Uh, and then one that's just the straight up art to do with uh, whatever you want. I release full use of image and reposting and that kind of thing to you. Um can so like I said, it? please mention though if you do repost it on social media, mention Alan's uh, Alan's Twitter and Instagram account. Cancel that one. Uh, yeah. Just so just so you can uh, just so he can get you know say hey this guy drew this for me it's pretty neat so please make sure to credit the artist. Uh, but as far as like using it yeah go for it. Uh, uh, Alan Alan's all about avatars. That. Yep, go for it. Yeah, do it. Uh, so uh, I before we get into anything too deep, I have a proposed new segment for for back matter. All right. Um, What's up? I was looking through some of my old stuff from my parents' house. I'm going through some boxes with some books and stuff in them. And I found a book that is something that we can draw on for back matter. And draw it's, from? It's this book right here. It's called The Joker's Joke Book. Oh, my. And it's full of dad jokes. So I thought every back matter, why don't we read a few of the Joker's Joke Books? And you guys can see if you're smarter than the Joker and can come up with the puns. I'm going to turn to a random page. This page right here. <clears throat> what are the spider webs in the Joker's hideout good for? Catching a few laughs. Pretty good pun. Uh, Alan, do you have a guess? Spinning a joke. All of these are better puns than the actual answer. No, I just want to know what the what the spiders. <laughs> This is bad. Look, this came out in. Let me see. This was given to me my my I feel grandfather. Like I should be eating some like bad taffy. Let me right see when now. this came out. This came out in what year? Uh, 1987. So right around the release of the Batman movie. Perfect. Uh, let me let's just turn to another random page. <clears throat> what does the Bat computer eat for lunch? Microchips. Kilobats. It doesn't eat anything. It's a computer. Helen. <laughs> Kilobats. Uh, floppy Joes and microchips. <laughs> even, Good job, Dad Joke. That's one for one. You know, like Sloppy Joes. And finally, I'll leave one more here. <clears throat> but they're floppy disks. Why won't Batman give? Why won't Batman give the Joker a dollar? Batman give the Joker a dollar because because uh, he don't owe him nothing because he's gonna <laughs> steal it anyway. Because Batman doesn't have money because he's not rich because he's not Bruce Wayne because he doesn't believe in passing the buck. Guys, we're going to keep reading from this, whether you like it or not. Oh, those are amazing. If you want to hear less jokes like this, write us letters, and then we'll read those instead. But until that time, uh, whenever we don't get any letters, I'm going to subject all of us push up. To, <laughs> to, to, to doing these Joker's Joke Book. Oh, Look, and the art it's like you're making us run laps. Right? Seriously, <laughs> I'm exhausted. I love these. These are great. I, I thought you would uh, like it. I thought Ryan would like it. Hey, I know one like more joke, but it's not the Joker's joke book. Yes. Uh, I'm just trying to get this out there because my son invented the knock-knock joke. Of course he did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll go with Ian because Ian has to suffer now. Yeah. Okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Crab boss. Crab boss who? Chop, chop. I want my coffee. <laughs> That's supposed to be like SpongeBob. I get it. No, no, no. Chop. Because like, like chop, chop is the noise that yeah, his boss I understand. He wants coffee. coffie. Yeah, that's it. That's a whole joke. Five five years old. Five and a half. He's a very creative young man. He Wait, went, he came he, up he, with he, that? He came up with that. And then they had a talent show at, at this thing for school. And so he went up in front of about 100 people on stage and told that joke. 
Did no, anyone laugh? Thing? No, he he also told a, a couple of other knock knock jokes. Oh. Did people laugh? Yeah, they did. Or like heartily or like, oh, that's well, cute. it's adorable. Yeah, yeah, they laughed adorably. But there are a couple of people at work that I've told that joke to who like couldn't <laughs> breathe. Uh, they may have been drunk. <laughs> that's that's. <laughs> So now that the Joker's uh, joke book is out of the way, um, so what, uh, what what's what's happening in the news, guys? What's I got a new? couple of pieces of comic news. Okay, great. Um, it, it's something that that doesn't get brought up a lot unless you're talking inside baseball with people who are really into comics. Is the editors uh, of comics, but really, in a way, the editors are the people who make the books that you like happen. Uh, and and so there's an editor in particular. Uh, there have been several who are who are pretty influential. Uh, one of them is a is a lady named Karen Berger. Or Berger, um, and she was an editor at DC. Uh, some of the books that she shepherded, that she made happen, are, are books that maybe you, you are familiar with, like Sandman or Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, hey, those or, are books or the creation of the Vertigo imprint at DC. Oh, this oh, is wow. these are things that Karen Berger did, uh, and so she is has left DC and is now. Uh, created a new imprint called Berger Books with uh, with Dark Horse. And okay, so cool. She's gonna start oh, wow. putting out books with Dark Horse uh, nice. here in, here in the next few months. But uh, I thought that was pretty. That's pretty cool. Pretty remarkable. That's like, can you like? That's yeah. a hell of a resume, right? Like here, here's these books that I, you know, that, that without me they wouldn't have existed. And it's just like, oh, you mean like nearly every good comic book to come out of DC in the last twenty five years? Jeez. Like, oh, yeah, that's pretty solid. Uh, other one, uh, a little less solid, but also speaking of DC, is have you guys seen the DC Looney Tunes crossovers? No. What is this? So you remember how uh, a little bit ago DC was like, oh, you know what? Let's we we own we own the rights to all this Warner Brothers material, and so they came out with like um, the, the oh the Hanna Barbera. You mean the Hanna Barbera? Yeah, the Hanna Barbera stuff. You yeah. know, and we got we got wacky races, but Mad Max, Scooby and we Doo, got and Future Post Apocalyptic Scooby Doo, and, and Future Quest. So now they're doing some one shots that are that are DC Looney Tunes crossovers. So uh, I'm showing you guys the covers. There's uh, there's there's some covers out. There's a a Bugs Bunny meets the uh, the Future Justice League. Oh okay. nice. yeah, he's Superman. Um, we've got uh, so Legion of Superheroes Bug Bunny number one written by. Sam Humphreys. Whoa. Oh, yeah, of course it is. Uh, all right. Uh, all right, Sam. We also man. have Batman Elmer Fudd number one. <laughs> what? Oh, my <laughs> it looks God. Like a Mark Millar look how, cover. Look how man. awesome that looks. That Written looks by great. Tom Keen. We're reading that. <laughs> art and cover by Lee Weeks. Uh, there is also Jonah Hex Yosemite Sam special number one. With Foghorn Duh. Leghorn. With oh my Foghorn God. Leghorn, Leghorn also yes. oh written my by God. the guy who wrote the classic Jonah Hex books from the early 2000s, Jimmy Palmiotti. Oh, my uh, God. And then um, this is great. there is oh no. Martian Manhunter Marvin the Martian, uh, yes. <laughs> written by Steve Orlando and Frank Barberi and uh, <laughs> art by Aaron Lopez. Oh, Wait. look at the cover Frank, of that. Yeah. Frank Barberi? Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, and then and then, oh no, oh no, next, no, 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 even better. Oh no, no, no. Lobo Roadrunner special number one, written yes! by Joe Morrison with art and color by Kelly Jones. Oh wow, wow. yep. Oh and, my and god, it's got it's and got, got at, a wild coyote in a spacesuit. Look at all evil. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay, and and space coyote. Last but not least. <laughs> last but not least. Wonder Woman Tasmanian Devil special number one. What? Why? Written by Tony Bedard with art by Barry Kitson. Please and tell me that the Tasmanian Devil looks. Yep, he looks yeah. like a monster. He's yep. all. He's all. That looks amazing. Out Tasmanian Devil. So oh, that's just great. This is the, the, uh, 
people are probably going to spend money on this. <laughs> I would like to read these comics. Uh, are they I all feel one like shots? They're all one shots. <laughs> they are not necessarily one shots. Oh no! Uh, they're calling them. They're all number ones, but I think do they're you, calling them one shots. Do you think for Batman's now. going after Elmer Fudd because he murdered something? He murdered a bunny and murdered Bugs no, I think, Bunny. I think. Uh, like Elmer Fudd is the hunter, and Batman's trying to like capture him. Oh, is, or is like Batman being hunted right, by here's, Elmer here's, Fudd? Here's the uh, snippet for that one. Yeah. After a chance meeting with billionaire Bruce Wayne, multi-millionaire Elmer Elmer Fudd's obsession quickly escalates into stalking Batman through the dark alleys and high-class social settings of Gotham City. Oh, so yeah, bat, he's hunting Batman. Oh my god! I, I better see it be very, very yeah, quiet. If you, if I'm hunting bats. The, the downside of being a podcast is that you can't see these covers. But my goodness, look, look them, them up. up. Yeah, Holy they're, crap. they're absolutely worth it. Um, it's like someone took air, airbrushed Looney Tunes t-shirts and mashed them up with comics. And they're like, <laughs> what, if we, what if we put Batman in there? Yeah. Uh, I got one other bit of sort of strange but interesting news uh, that's not necessarily comic related. But uh, Cryptozoic, I think, is creating a card game based on a single episode of Batman the Animated Series. What? Uh, it is... It is um, Based on the episode where all the villains are sitting around talking about oh, the almost times got that they fought, yeah, that one's and, really and good. And at the end of the episode, it turns out that one of the villains was in fact Batman the whole time, yeah. And he comes out of costume and, and beats the crap out of all of them. And so they've created a card game, and and the card game itself is is very much like a uh, like a mafia style game or a. Uh, um, you know, like the resistance. Guess who? Yeah, werewolf. Where you're trying to. It's not guess who, but it's it's like you're trying to figure out who's the guy who's the who's who's, who's the secret agent the who's whole Batman, time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but the art looks really really cool. Looks like they took a lot of stuff straight from the from the episode. Uh, Twenty dollars done. I'm purchasing this game. I know you are. Done. Ian Ian bought it. All right. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> that looks awesome. On um, the spot bought. Bought on the spot. For for all the spots and the spots on me now, it's my spot. It is. Um, I kind of want to. You know, I just had a moment, dude. The the other day, yesterday, the other day, because I'm getting older. So yesterday is like, when was that? Sometime. The other day. The each, other day. Each day. I used to be so mad at my dad when life. he used to do that when he was a kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, the other day, and now I do it all the time. <clears throat> so because I can't. Remember, <laughs> all the days are one. They just blur. It, it it's true. Um, I, I I had this just moment where it was just like my my what a time to be alive. Moon um, pie. Moon pie. <laughs> um, it was Simpsons reference. Um, I think that we just gotta start doing that, like adding our just own assume little... that whenever Chewie and I are laughing at something and these two aren't, it's a Simpsons yeah, reference. Simpsons. There there you go. Um, I I was I was man like nerd culture. Like especially like especially specifically like comic book nerd culture now, and I mean like okay, Ryan, the shirt you're wearing, you have it has Iron Man, it has Spider Man, Captain America, and the Incredible Hulk, looking incredible on there. Where did you get that shirt? Target. Target, right? So it, yeah, you know, like okay, that's those have been there before and stuff like that. You know, some of these bigger names and all that sort of stuff. And now, you know, with all the Marvel movies and stuff like that, you have everyone's more like, yeah, comic books and stuff like that. And um, even people that don't really read comic books are, you know, um, that they'll be referred to as comic book fans because they like the characters from the comic books. People have mm-hmm. mixed opinions on that. For me, I'm like the more the merrier in this party. You know what I mean? Like, hey man, like let's let's like 
you know what? Like I'm trying to build. Let's let's link up. Let's, I'm trying to build right here. You know, that's that's what you got it. I can't say the first part of that on on this. Uh, Ryan got it, but uh, it's it's got it's getting to a point where it became like, oh man, like you know, people are wearing like, oh, there's a Batman shirt out in public, and you're like, oh, that guy's cool. He's wearing Batman, but then everyone's wearing Batman shirts and Superman shirts and Spider Man and you know all the things. And it's great. It's expanding. But I'm noticing more and more, like more people, it's getting way more obscure to the point where you can't justify it with like, oh, well, they saw the movie and they like that character. It's like these are people that are reading the books that have some sort of knowledge. I was at the gym yesterday and, you know, I saw like, oh, well, okay, someone's wearing like a Captain America shirt. I'm like, right on cool is trying to become a super soldier awesome there's a batman shirt you know sweet you know training like like uh like batman like bruce wayne getting there um i saw someone actually wearing a venom shirt and you're wearing a venom hoodie right now well black uh, spider-man but yeah oh well yeah sorry 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. actually you're, you're right you're right i that, you're right that is black spider-man's man. costume no yeah. black spider-man is miles morales this is black suit Spider-Man. oh not my version <laughs> not my version of <laughs> Not my version of Black Spider-Man. We're Spider-Man. not getting into that. It's an um, alternate universe in so, which Denzel Washington is Black Spider-Man. And so, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you know, like I saw someone wearing like Venom and stuff like that. A little bit more obscure, I would say, because there's no Venom bit, movie. Yeah. Yeah, well, true. I mean, like Venom's... But yeah. Come on, that people, movie didn't people, count. People know Venom, but yeah. It's a little so, digger, d- deeper cut. Yeah, so but, he, here's, yeah. the, here's the one that got me, though. I saw this guy. He's, he's, you know, he's doing his thing. Yellow lantern shirt, mm. straight up a not a Green Lantern shirt, you know, yellow lantern specifically. Yeah. Fear, right. huh? <laughs> Fear's a motivator. Uh, it yes. is, it is. But no, I don't want to like, be fat anymore. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool that it was a it was a deeper cut, um, something that was like a little bit more obscure and it wasn't as mainstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you saw that horrible movie, I guess. But <laughs> I don't even know. That's I did that symbol even appear in that movie. Not uh, no, not till the very, very end. No, he was, but he's the Green Lantern. But no, that's oh, okay. if you know if you know Yellow Lantern Corps, you're you're reading something. You're re- sure. you're 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 re- you're on something. Yeah, for sure. You're on something. <laughs> you're on something. Uh, so comic book. I forgot to mention this, but comic books. Ryan always always asking, what comic books are you reading? What's going on? I finally finished Darth Vader. Oh, good for you. It was very, very, very oh, good. Oh man. It's super good. It's super good. It gets it gets very Ryan towards the end where it just gets really weird, silly space opera, but it's good. Um, and I also got caught up on the Two Walking words, Dead comics. I read them. Space ma- whales. Yeah, yeah. That's I that's have to a thing. Get caught up on Walking Dead. It's it's no good. It, it's it's very it's good. Um, there's a moment in it where I was like, oh my god, that's awesome. And then a few pages later, I'm like, what? No. Yeah. But I, that's all I will say. What? Oh man. You'll Walking know. You'll know show. it when you see it. The Walking Dead show. <laughs> yeah. It's it's getting it's, it's still good. Oh, I still man. like it, man. I really still like that show. I'll 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 defend it. It's, uh, it's I, I getting ready. It. It's getting ready. Um, speaking of watching things, yes. Uh, Chewie and I went to go see a movie. Uh, that is another comic book movie that came out. Chewie and I saw Logan. Yeah. I, so I well, that's, that, uh, that's that Wolverine movie, right? Yes. You know that I'm very anti spoilers, and this is like newer. So I'm gonna really try to yeah. make sure there's not even a hint from me. Yeah. Give us what, a, what you thought of the movie. Two claws up, two adamantium <laughs> claws up, two snicks. Two yeah. out of a possible three? Uh, no, I'm going with X23. Uh, oh, claws. I see where you're going there. Yeah. No, um, no I, I, like, I, I don't have enough thumbs to say that I liked it that much. I, I very much enjoyed it. 
Um, I didn't have to wait to think about it like I normally do. Um, it was almost an immediate thing. Uh, I thought it was very well done. I will say this. There was a point for me in the movie in which I raised an eyebrow of, really? Is this what's happening here? I don't know. And then I just told myself, I'm just going to watch it, see it through. I saw it through. It, it, looking back on it, it was a thing where I'm like, okay, I understand why they did things the way they did, why, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever. I'm okay with that. Makes total sense. Things are, yes, good movie, like excellent movie. That's for me. That'd be my one piece of advice is if you hit a moment where you're not sure, suspend that for, for the rest of the movie and just watch it, see where it goes then think about it and revisit, and I, I hope that you'll have the same reaction that I did. I really, really, really enjoyed it. it it's definitely the best Wolverine movie, hands down, but it may, in my opinion, be the best X-Men movie, uh, to be quite frank, just because it, it's... And, and and not because... Deadpool yet, doesn't count? Yet, no, it does. It does. But this, to me, it's like... I'll be honest with you. And maybe some people will probably laugh at what I'm about to say, but we were talking... Chewie and I were talking about uh, superhero movies and Oscars. So we talk, had a big discussion about Oscar movies and stuff. Um, and we talked about how there's not a lot of superhero movies that get nominated for stuff like that just because of subject matter, because, you know, it's you know, it's 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 another one of the Marvel movies. Like, But I feel like other than Dark Knight, this, in my opinion, might be another one that, they might, that might be considered, at the very least, for Hugh Jackman's performance because he does a really good job. Yeah. Um, and so does everybody does the whole cast is great. Uh, I, I really enjoyed everybody in it. Um, even, even the people that were more very kind of uh, small part yeah. in their roles. Mm-hmm. I, I know this is weird to say for someone that maybe had like a total of like four minutes of screen time, but like right. even those characters knocked it out of the park with their performances. Yeah. I thought I, and I, I mean, I, I won't go into spoiler territory, but I, I will say that like, there were some pretty emotionally heavy moments in this movie. Like, and, and it's not like, you know, a lot of superhero movies are like, I just eat popcorn and like I'm done. But like at, at the end of the movie, there wasn't like a big, like, you know, after Captain America or someone was like, like, that was great. There was like a silence in the theater. Like it was like, like we were watching a dramatic movie, like a, like a drama and everyone was silent when the movie ended like the, and it was, it was a silent, not a silence of, wow, what did we just watch? It was silence of, whoa, like that got heavy. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I would definitely yeah, recommend if you haven't gone out and see it, go see it. Don't bring the kids because the yeah. well, two things I will spoil. It's gory as heck. Yeah. Like they use that R rating. It's heck and gory. And they love to say the F word. They use the yeah. F like to the point where it's like in the, movie, in the other, in the other movies you'd hear Logan say like, you know, every once in a while he'd, he'd curse, say something like this off the cuff. Cause Oh, it's PG 13. They get one. And of course Wolverine's going to get it in this movie. It's like every, sometimes every other word and everybody's cursing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely not a kid friendly one, but it's, it's, I really, really liked it in, a lot. In my opinion, this movie and Deadpool, and, and they're the only ones that have really done it. Like, like, for sure like gone for it in terms of a more mainstream version of it um, those two movies are are how you do an r-rated um comic book movie in the sense of or like w- with a superhero or a character of that sense you have to pick the right character you have to pick the right story and the right tone otherwise it um it doesn't come off the same with Deadpool. It was more comedic and definitely in line with his character. Um, 
they found a great way to balance the R-rated moments with, you know, kind of more like comic bookies type of stuff. In this case, they went a little bit more, uh, a lot more dramatic with it, but it, it, it felt like a typical dramatic, it felt more like just like a dramatic movie that just happened to have a guy with adamantium skeleton, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, in it. Agreed. You know, it's, it was, it was all, I, uh, man, it made, it made me cry, dude. Yeah. Made me too. Like straight me up. too. Actually, both of us were just like, don't. And like, we weren't don't the only ones. I, I saw people and like it just. Yeah, I heard the sniffling. It was, oh man, it was. Yeah. It was great. I it, enjoyed. Awesome. It. I, I really enjoyed it as well. I think it was a good, like, yeah. It was. It was. It was very, very good. And and uh, without spoiler territory, it was just. It was. It was. Hugh Jackman's right to be like, okay, I'm done. Like this is this is good. Um. So anyway, well, on that somber note, uh, I think that is all for four color commentary this time. Uh, and uh, next time, of course, we want to uh, we want to preview the books that we're going to be reading for next time. Uh, so I believe uh, I believe uh, is it Chewy? Chewy, is it your turn? Because we I think we kind of went a lot of order. Your turn to pick the first print next time, right? Uh, uh, yes, it is. So what are you what are you what are we reading for first prints, Chewy? We're going to go ahead and read a little bit more of something I brought as a here's my issue. Okay, um, back a while ago. Okay. Um, we read the first issue of it. We're going to, uh, do the, uh, first volume or volume one of revival. Okay. Yeah. Um, out on image comics. Uh, so it's the first trade, um, Tim Seeley and Mike Norton, um, revival volume one. Uh, it's one of those image trades, which is also cool um, because it's like lower priced and stuff for the first one. Actually, this one might have been like before they started doing the ten dollar trades, but it as you can see, it's not very it's not very thick. It's a quick read, and it's a uh, man rural noir volume one. You are among friends. Fantastic. All right, so uh, moving on to here's my issue, Alan. What are you bring for here's my issue next time? You guys know what time it is. Uh, is it manga time? It is manga time. Oh, what time yeah. is it? It's manga time. What time is it? It's manga time. What time is it? It's, it's manga, manga time. time. I love that we can still do that. All right. I like uh, your little dance. That's I like dance. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, I'll give you guys uh, a choice. Um. Hajime no Ippo went really well last time. I feel that like we all enjoyed it. About punching. It was all that boxing stuff. So, um, I'll put on the Tyson. table another uh sports manga. Um, or we can go dive into the realm of uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Okay. I also would like to talk about rock and roll. We're going to talk about uh, specifically teenage rock and roll uh, as a kid learns to play guitar and joins his first band uh, in a book called Beck. Okay. Also known as Mongolian Chop Squad, depending on <laughs> what you're reading. That's a very different yeah, title. Hold on. Is this mo- is this movie, is this book about Beck? No. Um, oh. Beck was, uh, that's the weird thing is Mongolian Chop Squad is like the <laughs> Japanese English name, sort of. Uh, Beck is like the official name. Uh, um, you can find under Beck. We're going to read Beck Volume 1. I, f- I feel like Mongolian Chop Squad mm-hmm. would be the name of a Beck album. It's very possible. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, anyway, or at least like a like a, a song, like a B side. Get yeah, get ready sure. for uh, a lot of awkwardness, a little bit of angst, and some guitars. All right, angst we... in rock and roll All right, weird, from right? a teenager. Weird no. awkwardness, teenager. What's wrong? What? <laughs> That's weird. The world um, is a vampire. The world is a vampire. Okay. Um, so I'm bringing uh, surprise, surprise, another image book. Um, Throwaways number one by Caitlin Kit- Kittridge, Kittridge uh, and art by Steven Sanders. Um, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. Do you want a little taste of what it's about? Throwaway yeah, is number us, one? Yeah, give us the real yes. quick. Uh, the little thing they have here is a definition. Throwaway, noun, a disposable asset used for a single mission. Two, a disavowed assassin meant to die alongside their target. Abby Palmer and Dean Logan are two broken people. Abby, a vet with severe PTSD, and Dean, a burnout trying to escape the shadow of his infamous father. When they are thrust into a modern-day MK Ultra conspiracy, they discover they are both Ultra's human experiments. Fantastic. What? Awesome. Okay, well, I have also two choices. Right now, it's licensed comic time. Uh, technically, oh, I did bring a licensed one last time, but these, I, I have one that I, I have a feeling is going to be really good, and I have another one that's really, really silly. So I'm going to, I'm going to, but I'm not going to tell you which one's which. Uh, so I'm going to give you guys two time periods to choose from 1940s, 1980s. 40s. Actually, no, 1930s or 1980s. 30s. I'm going to go 30s. All right. Uh, I was going to go 80s. So we're going to be reading. Uh, so the one that didn't win, Ryan, was, uh, I'll, I'll you tell sh- you. You can bring it up. I will, but I'll, I'll tell you what it was. It was Back to Back to the Future, Biff to the Future, where they talk about ah. how Biff got the uh, sports almanac and what happened. Oh, so I think you guys bullet. picked. I think you guys did. That would be too real. Because what I'm, what I'm reading right now, <laughs> what I'm bringing now, this this time is called The Rocketeer at War. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Europe, 1942, the world is at war. As the Allies battle against the Axis, I guess it is 40s, but 30s, 40s, whatever. Uh, the Axis able-bodied men everywhere enlist in the war including cliff secord secord also known as the rocketeer has been thrust full throttle into the heat of battle and with or without his jetpack he will depend on his wits and daring if he is to survive so the rocketeer or number one from idw ryan it's my turn uh i've been going back and forth on this one um but i am bringing a uh a very small press online only uh but not a web comic uh, but something that an extremely limited run. It's called Endless World. Hmm. It's written and drawn by Lamar Abrams, who, uh, among other things, does storyboards for Steven Universe. And hmm. it is sort of a video game Legend of Zelda kind of thing. Sweet. You brought like two of those already, and they've both been good. All right. Well, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. That is going to wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. We want to invite you back next time to the only podcast where if you don't listen next time, we're going to spray this gas on your face and you won't have your face anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. (laughs) It's laughing gas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh no, Mr. Not My Face. I'm Alan. Pocket sand. I'm Chewy. <laughs> My mouth will keep talking. I'm just saying it. I did. It's uh, <laughs> uh, Just imagine that part in, uh, in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark where that guy's face just totally melts. <laughs> the part that you told your children to listen to Indiana, Indiana Jones and look away? Yeah, yeah, that part. Very clever. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.